the first game they did was um, a brother tale two sons mm-hmm. and best game ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> mediocre. You know, I don't. You know, I think that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I so yeah, I know that's just that's your jab. Uh, may, all right, fine, we're done. Uh, my Fallout Boy jab, and you got this one. Good, good for you. Uh, I still win. Hello, and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is Another Dead Pixel, the podcast that never stops, never stopping. I am your host. My name is Nick. Here with me today is my good friend, a man who uses twice as much toilet paper as you do. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing? That is a lie. I have a bidet, motherfucker. I'm one of those weird people, but Japan spoiled me. I mean, having a, um, when I went there for high school and then they had, you know, it was like, there's a toilet with a power cable plugged right into the wall. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was always told never to mix, you know, electricity and water. And you want me to pee into something that is literally plugged into an outlet. Uh, but yeah, those things are actually really dope. And do you, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never used a bidet. I have seen a bidet. And I have seen what happens when it is used, but I've never used one myself. Okay. So like the European style bidets, generally speaking, are like the hard lined, like actual like faucet knobs. Uh, And then the Japanese ones are, uh, you know, all electric. So it's all like pump actuate, you know, and control panel. You have like a Star Trek little control panel right there next to your console. Japanese toilets Uh are something else. Mine has a fucking remote. Um, it's like, I'm like, why? Well, yeah, in case I want to use it when someone like prank someone when they're like using my toilet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I don't know why mine came with a fucking remote, but it did. Uh, it's, it's easier than having the, the control panel right next to it, I suppose, like hard blind. But the, uh, yeah, even the casinos so, in, uh, some of the casinos in Korea, uh, those ones had, uh, bidets in them as well. But I mean, Japan train stations and, all that other stuff. Almost, I mean, it's, it's nice, especially when they don't everywhere. have central heating. Yeah, that would be, I suppose that would be nice. It's because it's warm, right? Yeah, well, you can have it so it's a heated seat. You can have heated water. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, a lot of the Japanese toilets and at homes, they're the traditional like European water closet. Uh, so it's literally the toilet in a box, you know, in a little cabinet. So you open it up and that's all it is. It's just, it's just like tiny, you're walled in. So if you're claustrophobic, it's kind of messed up. Uh, and it's generally a fan that just fan with events that literally blow out to the house. So if it's too windy, you can get the draft coming right into the vents. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it sucks during winter, uh, yeah, like, especially where we were. I never really thought about it until I took drafting, but <laughs> until I took a drafting class and, uh, we drew, I don't know, we were drawing stuff in a house and we drew a toilet and it was like in open space, sort of. It was like it was against a wall, but it wasn't like it didn't have anything on three sides. And uh, the teacher came over and said, "No, you you have to put something next to that. You have to put it near a wall or something." Uh, and we were like, "Why? It's already next to a water wall." And he's like, "Well, if you like, have you ever like tr- like sat on a toilet and like it was." You know, you had nothing around you. You just feel like you're. I don't know. So what is that? What is that about? it's the open (laughs) yeah you feel exposed that's what it is it's um because you know it's our animal brain telling us that we're exposed in the woods or something 
But yeah, it's the you know you have to. It's that denning instinct. Uh, you have to know that you're secure when you're at, when you're literally at your most exposed. You're That's like, true. Uh, no one wants to go out like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, right? Uh, someone just bust open the door and just <laughs> gun you down right there. Yeah. That is like your worst fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Man, I've been trying to... So I almost didn't have this stuff ready for the podcast today because last night, in all of my glorious wisdom, I decided to put to try to put in a new hard drive into my computer, a new solid-state drive, because the one that my, that, the one that my C drive is on right now is a is 125 gigabytes and that worked for a long time but programs are just too big now and everything wants to go on your c drive like everything just wants to be on there so uh there's some things that i can't not have on the c drive and it's just becoming a problem so i was like okay i'm gonna order a new one um and then transfer it over so i started trying to do that last night but like my motherboard for some reason, I think some of the ports, the, uh, the, the SATA ports are screwed up or I don't even know, but, but like I can only plug in four drives right now and it is a, it's a massive, it's a massive pain. So like some of them are working and then some of them aren't, I'm having to pl plug and unplug and replug. Um, it's been like, it's just been really difficult. I don't know why. I feel like I thought this would be like the easiest thing in the world to do, but it has not been so far. Yeah, the um I just happen to have spare, you know, hard drives. Uh, I got a <laughs> 480 and a 240 SSD that I need to put in uh just as redundancies and also just expanded storage. Um yeah, that's I just have them here. Yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got uh, one extra uh, PSU, um, which is which I switched out probably before it was really time. But I I don't know I, I had some problems with my with my computer a while ago, and I went ahead and switched it out. But it it wasn't really the problem. But yeah, man, um, computers, dude. So I'm so as soon as I'm done with the as soon as we're done with this podcast. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to finish putting this thing together and switch over my C drive to a, a brand new, hot, sweaty, solid-state drive. I'm excited about it. Yeah. You're still running off an old motherboard, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm running off an old motherboard, man. This, like, this fucking shortage is, it makes me so mad. Because, I mean, the the motherboard is okay. It, it's It's fine. And I have a new computer with a new with all of the new shit in it, but I don't know. I, I like if I can switch over to that computer if I need to, but I really just wanted to leave everything alone until I could get a new GPU and just let it all be new on the new computer. And yeah, because at least with with your new with the the unfinished computer you got, that motherboard should have a space for the uh, M.2 uh, storage space probably. Yeah, and so I was thinking about buying one. one that looks like a stick of gum. Yeah, I was thinking about buying one of those, but it was and actually I think they've dropped in price. So I'm kind of glad I didn't. But I don't I don't really need one. I just I just wanted to have it. Um, but yeah, it's I'm I just have to just wait for now. But the, there well, there's more and more information coming out, or more and more scuttlebutt coming out all the time about, about the 4000 series. So that might just be around the corner. Yeah, but also I wouldn't hold your breath on that one because. I mean, the the important part is, 
uh, Asus just announced that they dropped some prices of uh, their current GPU lineup. So they're still above the original their original MSRP, but I believe they dropped, for example, the um, the 3070 Ti is now like uh, $800, which is like $200. I think it originally came out for uh, like six or something like that. Yeah, it so, should be like five And or the six, original yeah. 3080 was 700 uh, MSRP. So it's still more expensive than the the MSRP over 3080, but it's actually in percentage wise, it's actually a pretty good deal. Um, and then the 30 3080 is depends on which you know if you want the cheaper the cheapest one you can probably get is the 10 uh, the 10 gigs RAM one, and the 12 gig doesn't really do much. It's just Nvidia uh, wanting to up their price on their end and be like, hey, this one has uh, two extra you know gigs of RAM, and it's going to screw you over because we're going to jack the price up. But now we're getting a better, bigger share of the cut. So, um, room, yeah, rumor is by the like by mid to end of summer they're going to announce something uh, for the the four thousand series cards. But also, they're probably just going to be out of stock instantly, anyways. So, yeah, especially I, with China getting hit with all the uh, COVID, COVID cases and locking COVID. cities down and really you know constricting things. Yeah, I I do like I've heard that, but I have. I have my doubts about the Chinese letting their GDP slip. Uh, they they really like that number going up every year, and uh, if it's uh, if it's not going up, then then I, I don't know. Like I I don't I just think that they're probably going to try to keep keep things running as smoothly as possible. But but then again, you never know. I just don't want to get to July and the cards come out, or even August and the cards come out, and be and having bought one in April a 30, you know, 2000 series in April. Um, and just going like, man, why didn't I just wait a few more months? I don't have to have it right now. So, and like, I just, I just got to wait and it's just driving me freaking I think they crazy. usually come out during September though. So, I mean, you, you, if you did get it now, you would at least have six months of, uh, you know, solid use. It's, it is the case of, do I wait for the next thing? Right. Uh, because yeah, even like, September, it's just, it's just so close. If I get to September and I already have a new card and they come out, I'm just going to be like, why didn't I just wait? Why didn't I just wait? I mean, if it's like an exorbitant price or something, then I, then I guess I wouldn't be that mad about it. But as it is, if it's a reasonable price or you can get it or something like that, I don't know. I just keep thinking I think, about that. I think the prices that you see now, as far as the um, the third party manufacturers, uh, you know, so for the 3080 going for, uh, you know, 1200 uh, as the baseline, uh, that's probably what you're going to be looking at, at uh, for the 3080. You're probably the 4080 replacement is probably going to be anywhere from 12 to 14, is my guess. You're not going to look that $700 price point that they originally came out with was a uh, was anymore. a was a wonderful thing that will never happen again. So like because they know that they know that the market now for sure they know that people are willing to spend stupid amount of money and so therefore the base prices to everything has just jumped up. Uh, so honestly, you. I think you're not going to be able to get anything for the, as cheap as it was this time around. And it really wasn't, it wasn't really that crazy of a deal uh, as far as performance per price. Uh, it was about the same as previous generation originally, but like I said, the market being as what it is and mining and stuff, you know, crypto, uh, it, you're, everyone's going to buy out the new 40, uh, 4,000 series cards and your Maybe, luck is yeah. going to be, hopefully be that the prices will drop on the 3000, uh, or you can buy a you to go to the used market, and that's uh, going to be a crapshoot because you're going to have these cards that were run pretty hard for like 
you know, a, a year or two, depending on when you pick it up. And those things are going to be, uh, you know, they'll have a shorter lifespan overall. But if you're lucky, you'll be able to pick it up at a much uh, discount price. So, yeah. uh, you know, you got to choose your battles there. Yeah, I think I'm still going to just wait. I just got to wait and see because it, it's it's too it's it's too risky not to to me. It's just too like you're already paying too much. So if you're going to pay too much, you may as well get the new thing. Because I mean, like, I mean, like what? Like, well, what price are we talking about right now for the 3080s? Because I'm still saying uh, like 1300. You know, yep, that's a, that's that's about right on the cheap end is uh, 12 to 13, uh, roughly around 13 for the cheaper stuff. Like I think uh, the Asus Tough, uh, because like I said, they just dropped some. Uh, they dropped about 200 dollars off a couple of them because uh, some of the tariffs from China had lifted, so they're not the import cost isn't as expensive, and that, at least that's the way they're equating it to. And they dropped it from, I think it was like 15 to 1300. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at least that's what like Micro Center was advertising it as. Um, I thought about, even though I have, you know, like I have a functioning computer right now, but I thought about buying another one just because like it's there and available. And then like I can buy my wife's, you know, current, you know, upgrade her stuff because her, she's running an old, the 97 or 970. Yeah. Uh, and our, that CPU and that was really old, but she, she doesn't need any, she doesn't want anything more than a 1080 right now. Um, she doesn't, you know, she usually just does, uh, uh, Guild Wars 2 if she plays anything like that. Uh, there's a few other games that she might play on, but for the most part, she does not care about having 10, uh, 4k display or, you know, yeah, you know, and, and, we, and for the most part, I don't really either, except that it's a bottleneck to like, do like anything else. Like, uh, like the 970 I have is, is good for everything I need to do. Um, but I do want to get a 49 inch, uh, monitor at some point. Um, and play games on it and that's going to be harder and then eventually i also want to get like an oled like a like a c1 tv and maybe like run games on that as well um and then the like video editing and stuff they kind of want you to have you know more uh, more graphical capability to do more stuff so it's just like this is the bottleneck that everything that they want to do uh has to go through at this point so it just sucks but yeah, uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's not going to be a good market for a while. Uh, I don't see things getting really much better. The current, you know, GPU prices have been dropping, getting back down to, you know, uh, month by month now for the last two months has been coming back down to more quote unquote normal prices, but they're still above MSRP by like 20% at minimum. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the chaos. That's the horrible world we live in. Um, it's a nightmare. You're, you but, you, well, you really should have you really should have just bought a pre-built. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, uh, if you uh, bought the pre-built, it, you don't get the joy of building it yourself. But the price, like that's if anyone, that's my recommendation to anyone is uh, if you need a whole set, like if you need uh, CPU and GPU, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, you might as well just buy it. Unfortunately, you did, if you have a case you like, you're like, well, you can still use the case and yeah, maybe you can just transfer everything over. Yeah. the case you don't like. How much was yours? I paid twenty twenty three hundred for mine, twenty two or twenty three. And that one had a uh that was a thirty eighty, uh the ten you know, the ten gig model, and that was two months after um two months after release. Uh, I knew that it didn't look like it was gonna get any better and that prices were only you know, like looking to go up. And I think that was roughly around the new year. 
where they did announce uh, new tariffs uh, on China or something like that. So I knew that things were going to get more expensive for you know, import costs. Uh, so I went ahead and took the gamble and I just went ahead, you know, I, I got, I was able to get a pre-built uh, from Micro Center. And I don't think I could have afforded the, that at the time. I think that was, I, I, I know that I had thought about this stuff and I just, I just thought that the, that the GPU market would either get, would, would get a little bit better or, I mean, would have more money later. And I, I, I do, I could, I could buy it. But it would just be it, it's just so close now that it's like uh, it's dumb i had i'd saved up i had uh, money put aside for uh, a new build for a while now so uh it ended up costing if i built it myself uh i think i would have saved two or three hundred dollars in the end uh it came with mm -hmm. uh the one terabyte nvme uh ssd it came with uh the only the only two two or three caveats that i had to give up on was uh i wanted the new um the new amd uh chips at the time and uh, i had uh the build came with the uh 10900kf yeah and so it's still really good just not as good as the uh you know the amd chips so i'm like all right well uh that's that's one thing i can you know it's like it sucks but oh well uh the case i'm not the biggest fan of um uh, and so i might re i might upgrade the case in the near future also the uh, psu isn't it's a uh, it's like an 80, uh, 80 plus bronze. So I'm like, mm, I'd like, and it's yeah. a 750, Ride 750 is enough power. <laughs> I mean, so it's one of those things that I'll upgrade the power. I want to make this, I want to make it, uh, do a custom water loop, uh, soon. So, yeah. uh, but I waited for one year to pass so I can at least have my warranty, uh, end. And then I'll go ahead and I'm thinking about it. Uh, just doing a doing my first ever uh, custom water cool build, but at least the, my current build it came with uh, this you know a um, an all in one uh, CPU uh, you know water cooling. So I was like, all right, at least the CPU is cooled that way. But I, I thought maybe getting a GPU plus it helped it run a little quieter. Yeah. Uh, just mat it's a matter of uh, keeping the cases in stock, and I'm like, well, I'll, I might pick some uh, do that relatively soon, and hopefully in the next you know few months. That's my hope. That would be good. That would be really awesome. Um, we can only hope. Uh, have you been watching anything cool recently? Uh, no, man. It's just a bunch of mediocre ass anime. Um, nothing okay. worth really. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a few good ones that I've talked about before, um, and that they've stayed strong. Uh, the last season like a lot of the ones that are dubbed anyways are uh they're all coming to an end or a lot of them are yeah. and they were really just mediocre um there's a, a new the new batch of uh you know actual japanese like uh subbed uh, uh anime is coming out but i have not had a time to go ahead and filter that so what i'll probably do is i'll probably wait till like episodes you know until like two or three episodes come out see what reddit uh seems to think and then i might jump in on those but it's just like I don't have the time, so I'll, I'll wait uh, to, for them to filter out a little bit, and then I'll go ahead and dive in. I was gonna say so. somebody. I was gonna say like on uh, Reddit on on our anime, um, they have uh, this thing, this weekly like it's a cool diagram. I don't, I don't even know who does it, but this uh, diagram of like w of the anime that people are rating the best, um, and some of the new stuff uh, has started to rate now. So. Um, but it's only, I think it's only like the first episode for each one. So it's, it's still too early to tell, but I've been watching, um, qu quite a bit of anime, uh, shield hero season two just came out, but I am, I I'm still trying to watch season one. I'm only on like episode 
five. I think I'm about to start episode five of season one. So I've got a long way to go, but it's it's cool. I can see why people liked it. Um, do you know why it took? Like, because the first season came out in 2019. Uh, do you think that COVID just caused the the second season to take three years? Or do you um, know? honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I I watched the first season. Uh, it kind of goes places. It's it ends a bit differently than I would expect it to have. I suppose. Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, the manga situation was at the time either. So sometimes when it comes to these breaks, uh, traditionally uh, they get the license for something and they had either, if you're oh, lucky, yeah, there'd be enough right. episodes to finish out the season and it still stays canon. Uh, but if they didn't, then they'd come out with their own stupid ending uh, to it like they did with Blue Exorcist. Uh, and that started really good. And then it ended wild and kind of dumb. So, and then they made they made an official season two, which retconned like the latter half of season one. They're like, yeah, that just didn't happen. And so we're going to take from this midpoint. Now we're continuing from there. So I started watching. I just watched the first episode of Blue Exorcist from 2017. But apparently there's one from a long time ago as well. Uh yeah, that sounds about right. Because blue. So when you started it, they were on like a train. They're going on a field trip to like Kyoto or something, if I remember correctly. Um, no, is twenty seventeen. I, I think it's twenty seventeen. It's more. There's one that's really old, and there's one that's more recent. Um, and I was watching the one that's more recent, and I was like, and then I went to look up something about it, and I saw there was another one from like two thousand seven, two thousand five, twenty ten. I don't know somewhere in there. And I was like, what? Why did they make it again? So I didn't know which one you're talking about. Um, uh, yeah, so I'll I'll look it up real quick. But yeah, Blue Exorcist, uh, I'm trying to remember because I think that one came out. Uh, my guess would be like 2013, if, if I'm trying to remember properly. Maybe it's that old. Uh, I, it, seems, it seems new. It seems newer, but maybe I guess stuff has been in 1080p for a long time. So, you know. It yeah, be. so Blue Exorcist originally uh, the... It was uh, 2011. Uh, originally came out in 2011, a TV series. It had uh, 25 episodes. Uh, then they came out with the uh, Blue Exorcist, uh, the Kyoto Saga, and that one came out in 2017. That so yeah, you're watching. One. You're literally watching season two, uh, and it oh. takes place halfway through season one because, uh, like I said, season the the way that they ended the full series, like in in the first season, like they they did it as if they they. Uh, weren't going to get a second season and the manga wasn't finished yet at the time. It's probably what happened. So they have this whole wild ending where the, all this other bullshit happens and you're like, wait, what? You know, I just didn't really like, it, it was really hilarious. And then uh, one season, and then they eventually they came out with season two. I'm like, oh, all right. So where are they going with this? And then they completely like rewind it and they don't tell you, they just air it. Like, yep, this is how it is. Um, you know, it's kind of like Dragon Ball, the new Dragon Ball, uh, but like, uh, but like the, the episode I watched is like a, it's like a brand new show. It's like, or it's like showing it like it's a brand new intro, introducing the characters, showing where they live, what their lives are like. It doesn't, it feels like the beginning of, it feels like the beginning of an epic, and not the middle of a of a of a series. Is okay, it? I'll have to rewatch that one then again because the the original the original one first started out with um, uh him and his dad uh so it would um him getting in a street fight his dad reprimanding him for it and then you find you know like he you find out he's an orphan at, at an orphanage uh if that if that sounds familiar at all i mean it's all based on the manga so i think it's it's going to be pretty similar 
but he's got a Once brother. Again, second half of season one, nothing at all like the manga. Um, okay. Similar, similar things happen to. Um, oh yeah, Full Metal I mean, Alchemist. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's like, Full Metal like, Alchemist. But that one is worth watching. The first original run, I mm-hmm. recommend watching the entire thing. That is actually, even though it's different from the manga, it's really good. And then Brotherhood uh, sticks closer to the manga. The first couple episodes are very similar to season one, uh, yeah. and so that almost feels boring. It's kind of hard to go through, but. Uh, it get, that it gets much better, uh, and Brotherhood's amazing. But also, the original season, the original series is also equally solid. Uh, I recommend both. So it, you almost appreciate. Uh, you can't go backwards. You can't watch Brotherhood then watch the original because you're like, yeah. oh man, this sucks. The other one's better. It's it's like reading the book and watching, you know, and then watching the movie or watching so, the movie and then reading the book. Yep, exactly. I guess, so I guess you could kind uh, of do that, but I don't know. I don't know which one's worse. Um, they're kind of different. I, like I said, by itself, the original Full Metal is good. So watch. I, I'd say you, you'd enjoy your time. It wouldn't be like you wasted oh, it. I know uh, what it is. Know it's, only- it's like watching the extended Lord of the Rings first and then going back and watching the regular Lord of the Rings. You would just be like, well, why is all the good? Like, why are there so many good parts missing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. So uh, <laughs> but I, you know, uh, as far as uh blue exorcist goes totally give it a shot um i recommend watching it but see as far as shield hero goes uh i liked it it was solid though one of the other characters that come into the party later is uh, the english dub is a voice of nanako from uh persona 4 uh and or persona 4 golden you'll recognize her yeah. and all i can uh, and that's all i could hear is like I see her character and that's, it's triggering that part of my brain. I'm like, this seems just wrong. Um, I just can't, I've heard her voice. So I played that game so many times. I'm like, it's, it was hard for me to wrap my head around that. I'm like, okay, eventually I got over it, but it, it took a while. Yeah. Those characters, um, those characters are always going to be those characters. Like I heard, like, like I have been watching Samurai Champloo in Japanese and um, I recently switched over just to see what it was like to, to the dub of it. And it was the same actor that plays Spike is playing. Uh, I forget the guys, the, the main guy, or one of the main guys in Samurai Champloo. It's the same same voice actor. And I was like, no, no. I can see what they're going for, but I just couldn't. I was like, I can't do this. My brain will not accept this at all. Uh, what's even worse is there's a different anime called, I think it's Gun and Sword. And that one hat it's spike with a witch's hat it is literally <laughs> spike's character design but he's wearing like this pointed witch's cap and it, it's so dumb and like i just i couldn't that that was really hard for me to watch just because i was like why, why did you just you can change the character design it's okay to change um, the character design just a little bit more than that um yeah i've been watching some other stuff too but it's not it's not particularly um it's not really amazing but 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 the but the the shield hero did kind of catch me. Oh, I mean, I guess I've been watching uh my dress up darling. That's uh that's been really you finally good. you finally started catching up on that one. Yeah, uh, I'm through episode eight. I haven't had a chance to watch any more though. But um, yeah, it's a really good show. It's I don't know, like it's it's good. It's um, it's pandering, but it, it's a uh, it's a sweet show and it's well. It's well done. It's there's never a dull moment in it. I don't think. My wife and I really like the character uh, reactions to a lot of things. Uh, it's nice that she openly admits to herself. Slight spoilers, guys. I mean, you know, so but she open she admits to herself that she actually loves him, um, and you know, like uh, 
that's that's a it's kind of refreshing that there's actually a you know like an uh, an omission to that not just being like um hinting at heavily uh but yeah and they're they're, they're just character reactions on everything both guys and girls is pretty solid um but yeah what do you think like so i told you about episode eight just i i hinted at it before being uh the the latter half being very different like out of nowhere it's just like and we're at the beach and it's just like I found that art style to be really interesting because I felt the the way they animated it was was something else, and I actually really liked his um, the main character. I can't remember his name now, but his Gojo uh, is his last yeah, name. Kojo. But yeah, and how how his um, his reactions to things because you know everything that everything's brand new for him for the first time because uh, he's never actually hanging out with friends or done anything yeah. outside other than doll making. So yeah, it's um, it goes a little more towards slice of life right there where it's like kind of just appreciating the characters and the, and their personalities um, pretty much by themselves because at the beach, like there's, there's something that other anime does at the beach, but this anime is not really doing that. It's like, but it's just kind of this plain, open area with nothing for them to interact with other than each other. Um, and it, it's cool. It's, it's, uh, it's a touching, um, moment, uh, there. And then with the bird, it was pretty cool. Little, (laughs) that was pretty funny. Um, it's really funny when he throws the fries and it catches it. I mean, he's just like, all right, (laughs) he catches the fries and then he flies away. He's like, all right, that's all I was looking for. (laughs) Let's just try to get your last bit of food. Um, yeah, the beginning of that episode, though, I, I know I texted you this, but I just thought it was it's the most perfect uh, example of what it's like when you start to look into camera gear, because at the beginning okay. of the episode, they're talking to uh, uh, Juju. Is that her name? Um, That's forget, her cosplay name. Her, yeah, her cosplay name and her sister. And they're talking about camera gear. And he uh, he starts looking at prices of camera gear and it's just exorbitant price goes from like it goes from like 300 to like 500 to like a thousand and then he, he looks at it like a 2000 something he's like why would you sell the lens separate yeah it's funny because he's like he's like it's this much money it's like wait it's the lens is separate <laughs> like and look at how much the lens costs and that's exactly what you feel like when you start getting into camera stuff you're like how does anybody ever afford to do this because it's it's wild, but it's a it's a good show. I I I haven't uh, watched as much of it as I have some some other ones because, like that one, Akebi's and um and Osama, uh, ranking, are ones that I really like a lot. So I try to save them for like when I really feel like watching something good and not just like like walking around the house or whatever or uh you know something I know I'm gonna. At, at a time where I know I'm going to finish the show um, and not pause it and, 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 and then do something else. So it's, it's slow going for those, but I do, do really like them a lot. Yeah. The, uh, those three are, were the, you know, are the peak of uh, the current season or the ending. And now it's the ending, uh, at least in the Japanese ones. Uh, the, it's still going on English dub and that's what I'm listening to as because I don't have the time to really focus and read subs and I'm not going to 
you know, so it is hard. Uh, it is hard. Two of them, uh, Akebi's and um, my dress up darling, are both on uh, drop on Saturday. So that's always a nice uh, thing for my wife and I. We're like, okay, cool. We have something to look forward to today on the weekend. Um, you know, either kids are down for a nap, we'll watch an episode, or we'll watch it at the end of the day. And like, it's it's really nice to to unwind with that. Uh, the only thing I have been watching kind of in the background had been uh, that's semi new for me was the uh, the Shenmue animation. Oh, and yeah. How's that good? Oh, man, it's pretty bad. Uh, but it, it's, it's good kind of bad because it's the oh. they took the game. They took the game and they went ahead and just animated it. Uh, there's a lot of stupid shit. And like, so if you've ever played the game, uh, it's I can't for those who don't know, it's an old uh, original came out on the thing on the Dreamcast. Shenmue. Um, uh, shoot, I can't remember, but they, they re-released it on the Xbox. Um, and it's, uh, it was, a, it was a really neat, uh, fighting game. I think Sega made it originally. Uh, and it had, so it had this, that what? game was groundbreaking. It was like, uh, it had all these cinematic features. It was one of the first games to ever have quick time events. Uh, and so that was like, holy shit, you know, I'm playing this movie. Uh, you know, it's now, now most people hate quick time events, but that was so novel at the time because yeah. you're, you're running through the docks and you're, you're pressing buttons, jumping through and over things. And you're like, wow, this is awesome. This is so immersive. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's also looked fondly now as a, uh, as a good, bad game. Uh, so it's like some of the things you have, uh, you have to do or grind is really obtuse and it's but it, it fits in that oh japan silly like this is how japanese games are these are just really weird well uh, i mean a lot of things about that game is that they didn't they didn't know what how to deal with this stuff yet they were like okay we can do this we can do that this 3d space was really new um at, at least at that level so they were like well we can do all this cool stuff and they just didn't know that it was going to be boring, that it was going to be like irritating. Um, well, that like, level of cinematography, though, they had they went they went for a story like they really did. But yeah. then again, the director kind of got up his own butt when he's like, yeah, this is only chapter like, you know, the first two chapters of like a like something like 15 plus chapter. It was ridiculous. He had this it, he had this great epic scale thing going on in his mind. And then lo and behold, it got like shelved forever. Uh, and then they came out with, you know, like part two and three and it's still not finished completely. I thought I, I don't remember. I, I gave up on thinking about how it was going to end. Uh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen some YouTube videos about this series. Um, and it's like, it's kind of like, it started out as something really cool. Uh, but, but the director, like he doesn't even play games. Like he didn't like between two and three, he like didn't like, wasn't playing any video games. And basically the third one, it shows cause it's, it's a relic. It's an, it's an uprezzed relic. Um, from what I, well, been that was the question is the taught. third one was kickstarted. And so at this point, do you make a modern game or do you make the campy thing that all the fans who, who like, who still like the first ones, do you make it the same? And I think they did the right thing. They pretty much took, to the original scale it's like as if they shelved you know this game and just forgot to release it and they released part three and it was very much the same style of game same jank in a lot of ways and it's just like but you know that's what people wanted and that's what people accepted if you try to modernize it too much if you try to making it it's like uh then people would grow to be upset with it you know it's like you know it's 
there's if a, what happens if Resident Evil Four never came out? There's and a then part they in that game four, though where you um, like like there's a part in that game though where you like it has a cutscene for you taking your shoes on and off, like and you have to do it like all the time. Like it's it, it's one thing to do that, and if if that was their if that was their goal was hey we're gonna make a janky ass relic. Cool. We're like, okay, if that's what you guys want to do, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was intentional. I think that, I think that the director just doesn't fucking know how to make a video game anymore because he's still thinking about things in terms of like 2001 and not like the way it is now, which is like, okay, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you make, make it cool. Like you did make it, you know, janky or whatever, like it was in the past, but you got to update it a little bit. You got to do something. I don't know. I, just so I remember. Either. I remember they came out with when they came out with Chapter Two. Uh, they Xbox actually came with a disc for Shenmue the movie. So the, the entire first bit, uh, you know, the, all the cutscenes and some gameplay footage was made into a movie that came with a disc add-on. I still have that somewhere around here. Uh, but yeah, it was just funny because so I, you know, I'm like, well, the the new anime came out. The the quality of the art looked looked pretty decent. It's a uh, I think it's a Adult Swim funded with someone else, Crunchyroll probably, and I was like, "All right, I'll give this a shot." And I, I pretty much just had it in the background as I was playing uh, Tunic, so I'll get to that later. But yeah, it was just—it's a good. It was a funny enough thing to have in the background, and I'm just listening to most of it. I'm like, "Yeah, this is." Uh, every now I look, look over, I'm like, "Oh, this is totally just ripped straight from the game." And honestly, it's it is the it's the abridged version in, in a way. So you don't have if you don't want to ever torture yourself with the game um then watch shimu the movie first because that's actually the quickest way but if you want to get a more in-depth feel then go ahead and watch the anime uh mm. i would recommend not playing that game anymore because i don't think it holds up yeah i think like watching a let's play where it's been cut maybe down to what you need to see in order to enjoy different parts of the gameplay or story it's probably a good idea but um, for me, uh, the thing that I brought was, uh, I, I went and saw, I think after, right after our last podcast, I went and saw the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Um, it's good. It's really good. Uh, it's probably the second best Batman movie behind the dark Knight, In my opinion. Um, I think that it might have a better story though. I th like, I think that the dark Knight just wins because it has uh, because uh, Heath Ledger's Joker is is amazing, and then uh, I can't think of the actor's name, um, but uh, the guy that uh, plays Harvey Dent is also really great in it. I mean, like the actors, like the, the characters are great in, in that movie. Story's okay, um, it's 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 good, you know. But then, but this movie is. Um, have you ever seen the movie Seven? Yeah. This movie is <laughs> this movie is seven. That's that is the best what like the quickest easiest way for me to, to describe it. Obviously, that's the same things don't like the same exact things don't happen really, but like beat for beat, style wise, um, there's just a lot of stuff about like the, the, the like rain like it's raining every single day except for the last one I think in in seven. And like in this movie, there's a lot of rain. It just, it just has like, if you've ever seen seven and you watch this movie, you're like, man, this feels like seven. Um, but I think Robert Pattinson's really good. I think that they have finally 
hit the aesthetic for Batman that I that I want in a movie. Um, obviously, those old Batman movies, they were for a for a less in tune audience. They were for an audience that doesn't really read Batman or really know much about him. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the Nolan Batman movies are more toward the dark side, but they're still, they're still not quite right. Especially, uh, the third one, the, the, uh, so bad. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. Especially when you have Batman fighting in the street in broad daylight. That's really cool the dude no i mean it literally the police are about to like the big battle police are charging against a bunch of armed thugs and here he is in the bat jet and he's like you know batwing i think and so he's he's like yeah i can easily just gun these people down wait a sec guys why don't you guys fight it out i gotta go park this thing and then i can come out and fight you manually i'm like it it just it made no sense uh he willed his back to heal he's like yeah sorry spoilers for a bad movie guys um it's not even they, it's a like movie that in order to enjoy, it. you have to have a drinking game. And if you have to have a drinking game to make yourself enjoy this movie, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's not quite. Uh, it's not It's not really good. I've only seen it like once. I did enjoy Bane for what he was. Um, but everything around a lot of, a lot of, a lot of that movie is just, it just, it's not as good. It's just not, it's just not as good as, as any, any of the others. But for this one, like, um, I think they finally okay, nailed. You're skipping. The, you're skipping my favorite Batman, which is actually um, Ben Affleck's Batman. Uh, well, the last I should say the last DC movie I saw was Batman v Superman, which I fucking hated that one, and it made me stop watching all their movies together. But I actually really liked the way they portrayed Batman in the beginning of that because uh, he had been he was like more Batman Year One than anything. Uh, if you ever read uh, Frank Miller's Batman Year One. I think it was about year one, yeah. So that one was was very dark, very gritty. He's been there for a while, but he is legitimately feared by people, and he was creepy because you know he, he, he did the wall crawl, and it was a fear that they didn't like a real fear, not just like oh we got to better watch out, you know he, he can be like no, it's they feared Batman like they feared the cops uh, in mostly every movie, but that one was like a legit fear striking. I'm like oh that's it's a good presence for Batman. Unfortunately, the movie sucked. I think that Ben Affleck is great um, for a Frank Miller Batman. I think you're right about that. Um, I think they probably should have tried to make the Dark Knight Returns, um, maybe make a couple with with Ben, and then do the Dark Knight Returns because that was like that's the best Batman story I've, I've ever read. Is is the Dark Knight Returns? Um, it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Uh, but uh, they kind of missed their chance and. And, and the relationship soured. Um, but Robert Pattinson does a really good job in, in this. He's, uh, he is a young Batman. They, they, they went for that and it, I think it worked really well. Um, he's, I don't know. He's probably the best actor to really be allowed to act as Batman. Chris, I mean, uh, Christian Bales is a great actor, but I don't know. He doesn't, He's, it makes sense why he was cast originally. If you watched, if you ever saw, so for that, for the Nolan trilogy, uh, at least for the very first movie, you understand why he was cast as Batman because they were doing the uh, the League of Shadows, Rajagul story arc, 
And if you've seen him in Equilibrium, yeah. you're like, oh, totally. This is exactly why they hired you because you, Equilibrium has, is one of my is actually one of my like underrated most favorite movies of all time. It it's good. great for this for that for what it was, and uh, it's just an overall good action movie. And but he his action his uh, martial arts you know with the sword and that makes you understand like oh yeah totally this is a big reason why they cast you because you already had some of this skill set and you can portray that rich you know Bruce Wayne like he, you know upper classman um, upper class person um, not senpai <laughs> so yeah, that's what you're saying <laughs> yeah um, I think that like I think that uh, with with Christian Bale it's Christian Bale's a really good Bruce Wayne. Um, but I think that he's like, like what we've seen, he's really not quite there as far as like the brooding, uh, disturbed aspect of Batman and Robert Pattinson really brings it home. He really, he really captures it pretty well. Cause he is, he is a tortured person and they, they don't like, they don't really like they talk about, the parents, but they don't show it to you again. They just kind of talk about it and around it a little bit. So it's not, I could, I could have used, I could have uh, handled them leaving that out because that's beaten to death. But, um, but I, I mean, I kind of understand why they kind of have to go back to that. Well, at least for the first one. Um, but they don't have to, they, they, they did it with Spider-Man. They completely skipped over that when they rebooted the, the, the current set of Spider-Man, you know, so you don't have to do that, actually. Have you seen? Uh, and have you seen the third one? Well, I guess so. I mean, yeah, but they like, yeah, they 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 don't have to. You're right. Um, I don't know why that they. I mean, it's it's just that they just think that they do though, and the way the story is, they they did it in the best way you could because they wove it in. They didn't just slap it like there, like oh, here is. The, the motivation for our hero, um, they kind of weave it into the to the rest of the story, so it's not it's not so bad. Um, this movie is really slow. If you do not really like Batman, um, or you think you're you're coming in for a hard hitting, fast paced action movie, think again. This this movie is a detective story. Um, which is another thing I love about it because that's another aspect of Batman that really doesn't get explored that much in movies is the fact that he's like, he is like a detective. He is, he is a, a cop in a vigilante, vigilante suit and he's trying to solve a crime. Um, and, uh, like the games do a really good job of, of exploring that. But, uh, but this kind of adds more of that into it. Um, that being said, there's a couple parts in it where I'm like, where they were like, here's this clue. We don't know what it means. We think it might mean this. And I'm like, I think it actually means this other thing. And they're like, go around to do their like tour of, of, uh, how to figure it out. And then they go, Oh, it actually means this instead. And I was like, yeah, I thought that at the beginning. Um, but if you can overlook so that, you're just saying you're smarter than Batman. Okay. I'm, I'm saying that Batman should be smarter than me. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, uh, especially it's, it's a little, it's one of those things where I did have to go. Okay. I gotta, I gotta, uh, look past this part right here. 
Um, so I, I didn't know who Robert Pattinson was. I had to look him up just now, and I'm like, oh, Sparkle Vampire. Okay, Roger that. Yeah, um, I don't even know his name in that either. But he's Edward I, Cullen, I believe, is his name. You don't believe you you, you said that with confidence, son. <laughs> You're like, I'll, I'll throw him the believe there because um, I don't want to be be outed for being a huge fan. This... I'm expecting you to take off your shirt and be like a, new, a tattoo on your chest or something, but. He's the best uh, Batman. He's the best. It's sad. It's sad, but I think he might be the best Batman. Uh, it's. I never would have thought I was going to say that, but um, he had a Batman, lot of help that too. Just, that just means Batman's bad, dude. And that's what I've been saying for years. Batman and Superman are just terrible. The only good Batman is an animated Batman because those stories actually go places. Batman is the best superhero, the best hero of comics. Uh, Superman, I, I will... I won't defend. Um, he's he's a hero from a different time, and probably need to let him die. But Batman is um, Batman's the best man. Batman, I like Spider Man, but Batman is better. Batman's the best man. It's uh, no, he's not, dude. He that that character needs to die as well. Uh, and yeah, it's DC. Unfortunately, they're they're writing. Okay, who's better than Batman then? If you're gonna look at Vinicius Lenny, uh, Punisher is way better. Uh, at least, at least he is what he is, opposed to Batman just being a rich guy playing therapy by punching you know, a bunch of dudes. Uh, it's been proven time and time again that Batman can do better as just Bruce Wayne, and he has enough funds to you know, finance a better system. Because uh, obviously, they build money you know, at the problem. They're, that's, they're, that's all their so. all their institutions to hold people yeah. are just like here, guys. You, oh, you're you're going you're going to lock up. Here's a key, so you, that way you don't have to destroy the place on the way out. You can just walk, let yourself out. Bureaucracy, <laughs> bureaucracy is your answer. I mean, Punisher. I should be I should be fair. Like, I've never read Punisher, um, but Frank Castle at least is you know he's motivated by the same vengeance, but he gets the shit done, and you know like. My my favorite Superman was when Superman would go like you know uh, the Red Sun uh, arc where he lands in Russia and yeah no right now now's not best time for that but it's the when he you know, he comes up under the you know <sighs> the way that plays out is a really? great storyline. I hated Red Sun. I thought oh, dude, Red, Red Sun was, was horrible. Like no Red way, Sun man. was the oh man I can't believe that I can't believe Red that you Sun liked is Red great. Sun. Red Sun is is. I wow! I can't believe you like Red Sun. Um, Evil Superman is always the best Superman. Uh, in uh, the uh, Injustice uh, Superman, uh, like whenever he goes off the rails, that's the only time. And he he has his own twisted sense of uh, justice in his brain. It works out, but you know, and of course it's immoral. But like in one of the, I forget which story arc, but one of them was like he just straight up lobotomizes like uh, Doomsday, and that might have actually been the animated. Uh, Justice League, but yeah, it's just like one of the story arcs where he's like the alternate universe. Him, he's just like yeah, the Joker and all of them. They're just all vegetables now, at, you know, they're being taken care of at you know at the uh, institute. You know, they're like yeah, no, here you go. We're, we're like here's another dude for Arkham. He's not going to hurt anyone. He's not going to come out to cause any havoc. He's just having fun watering flowers. That's it. So you know? like like Red Sun, I did read Red Sun because I thought that the premise is amazing. The premise for a Red Sun is fantastic. It is. A genius idea is like, well, what if he didn't land in Kansas? What if he landed like in Soviet, like in, in the Soviet Union? Uh, that is such a cool idea, but I did not appreciate the execution of that at all. Punisher, I've heard, I've heard good things about Punisher, but I just think that Batman has fantastic villains that 
only makes sense with him. Um, albeit some of them are not like a lot of them are not great. And a lot of them are kind of just plays on mental illness, but I, I think it's, I, I think the whole aesthetic, I think like, like Batman is, is good, man. I, I've always, I've always really liked Batman. Uh, and I, I can't think of a, of a superhero or another hero in general that really kind of stands the test of time compared to him. But I don't know. Doesn't stand the test of time though. But then again, most superheroes don't. I mean, that's the thing is fundamentally they're all flawed and they're all bad. It's just a matter of what cool shit can they do? And so if, if you want, you know, if you want super rich, you know, billionaire, then, you know, you got, you know, it's like you got Black Panther because he, he has he has the cool tech. He has the fortune to back himself up. Uh, I mean, he has the lineage of, you know, he, he has more of a right to be a hero than, you know, that's like so there's there's that uh, he does the same job, but better uh, you got here. I mean, if you there's. I feel that they if Batman was, be, you know, portrayed better, you know, some some of the comic runs are really good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of the, some of them are the best, uh, like the, 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 the you know, top tier hands down, but as a whole, like I said, there was a reason why Batman's so meme worthy is because he is kind of just a joke. Uh, you know, well, unlike, unlike Superman fans who I've, now, some of those people you just can't talk to, it's, um, it's me. They're like diehard Trump supporters. You just, no matter what, like Superman will always be the best. Superman is a, is a problem. Superman is, su Superman is, is just he's overpowered. Like it's a simple, simple matter, a matter of him just being overpowered. But, but like Superman, you also have to think about he's, it's what he represents, which is, is cool. Like we just shouldn't have, I don't know. We just shouldn't have so many, so much Superman. We should have probably one. We should probably have action comics and let that story just the best, the best artists always work on action comics. And we just leave it at that. We don't have, all these different ones, Batman, Batman's to two. I don't think we should have multiple different uh, runs of Batman because it kind of just waters it down. But I think for memes, I think Batman works as a meme because he is, he's just in the public consciousness. It's such a, it's such a weird thing. But I was thinking about this the other day. Like if you had tried to go back to 1920 and told people, which they had movies back then, but told people in the future in 2020, 2022, we're going to be watching movies about a vigilante that dresses like a bat and everyone's going to take it super seriously and think that it's super, well, not everybody's going to think it's super cool, but it's going to be what's going to be considered like pop culture and cool. People back then would have just said, what the hell happened to the future? Like it's wild, but it's a kind of, it's crazy, but it, it's like you, I can, you could just tell them you could make a phone call from your watch and then their minds would be blown, though. I know. Uh, I know. All, like all of that's wild, too, because they'd be the like, the first talkie came in the like, like early 30s, late 20s, probably late 20s. Uh, but yeah, you know, so like just saying they, they like, just got sound for the first time. They let alone if you played them John Williams, they'd, they'd shit their pants thinking like, oh, man, this is from a movie, you know? Yeah, I know. It's it's just wild to think that like you can watch a movie like a like Batman, any of the Batmans, and take them and not just laugh yourself out of the like out of the theater. You know, like it would be like saying like there's a there's a movie called Cowman, and everybody is like really crazy. It's like crazy about it. Everyone thinks it's awesome. It's wild. Anyway, 
that's kind of go, going off on a wild tangent, but um, there's a uh, Colin Farrell is in this movie and it is, if, I mean, you've probably already looked at the cast list, but if you haven't and you're listening to this and you're going to go see it, you should not look up the cast list and try to spot Colin Farrell. Um, it is wild. He is, he's in the movie, but he is very hard to see. And, uh, I kind of, I kind of figured it out after the movie. I was like, well, he's in there, but where? And I, I was like, and I, and then I looked it up and I was like, okay, now that, that makes sense. But he should get a nod for, for some kind of best supporting actor or some, some kind of Oscar for this movie. So you actually liked his acting all right, uh, in this, because I had, a, I had a debate with a friend. I can't name a movie where he actually made anything better. Um, like his character is characters and almost all his stuff is just so meh. Uh, so like that's why I was, I'm legitimately like, oh, okay. Um, I don't know how he's, I'm like, I just assumed he just has a super good agent and he just knows the right people because I can't see why he's still in Hollywood. Um, there's never been a movie like, damn man, I'm, he did a really good job in that. I, I can't believe like he was the right man for that job. Um, He's, you know, all his stuff is just always like from SWAT and was it phone booth? Was it, that was him, I believe. Um, you know, it's like, uh, uh, there's one of the psychos. Um, I can't remember. I, I like that all his movies are so forgettable. He was in he, Minority he, Report. That, he was in, uh, it, 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 a movie called. Was he in Minority Report? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a cop in Minority Report. Um, completely forgot. Oh, I know he's in the new Total Recall, uh, yeah. which no one liked. So. Um, uh, he's in a movie called In Bruges, which is a very, very strange, okay. dark movie. <laughs> Once again, he doesn't. He's not. He he doesn't do a damn thing for that movie. His partner in that one, though, that was great. Uh, the, you know, the ending to that movie, and then also wild. Voldemort's in that movie. Um, yeah, yeah Voldemort. Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. but I can't remember his name. But yeah, it's like that. One, that movie was actually really good. Ralph but I don't think Fiennes? it was because of him. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, the movie. I'm just saying the movies that 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 he's been in um you're right there's not a whole lot that i'm like saying oh he was you know great in that or or whatever um there's some of his more recent stuff that's uh kind of like hard hitting that uh that i don't want to watch um because i've heard right, kind one of... spoiler ish question i got for you who hold plays on. gordon okay yeah hold on uh just to finish up what i was saying about colin farrell um he, deser he deserves an Oscar or a, a nod at least for this movie because he is invisible. Like you, like you are looking at him all the time. And I was like, I, it wasn't a, a while. It was a while until I looked at a certain feature on this, uh, on this uh, character. And I was like, I think that's him. But I, but other than that, it took me forever because his voice, his demeanor, everything is, is just, it's, expertly done like i've never i've never seen an actor really disappear quite like that okay uh is he makeup a lot or is he uh i don't know anything about this movie or this character so that's that's the thing is like for for you to just be like i just don't recognize him so therefore he deserves an award i'm like it's not that again, dude it's not it's not just yeah. that like you can't you can't okay. like you can't recognize him but there's there's a shitload of movies with with actors with prosthetics on or whatever. And you're like, I can still tell that's that actor. Maybe you can't tell because of their face, 
but you can still tell because of their voice or their demeanor or whatever. I'm telling you, like Colin Farrell disappears into this role. He, his voice is different. His demeanor, everything is different. It's not like, oh, that's Colin Farrell being a poor person or a rich person or a this or a that. It's like, he's this as Colin Farrell. And then he's like this other thing in this movie. Uh, it's, it, he deserves a nod. I'm not saying he definitely deserves like best supporting actor because his role isn't that, isn't that big, but he definitely deserves a nod. That's for sure. Um, it's, it's good. He's good. <laughs> like, I was like, holy crap. Um, the best part of this movie is this car chase scene. Um, and I'm not going to like, like try to like spoil it or tell everybody what, like, like what happens. But the, the, the end of this car chase scene is just freaking amazing. Um, it's, it's shot so cool. Uh, but you're, but you had a question earlier about the, yeah, I wanted to know Gordon. He's obviously in this, but like, do, do you know what, like, I, where are they in the timeline of Batman? You know, so oh, yeah, because I don't, I literally don't know anything about this movie. Like, I didn't even know who was the main playing them. Uh, I accidentally heard knew that I forgot this movie was even coming out until I was sw- sw- flipping stations. I hear this narrator on NPR describing Batman, uh, and at first I thought he was describing Nolan's Batman because he was mentioning um, some of the uh, uh, I forget the crime boss that's in every Batman movie of, of late. Um, but yeah, it's like they were mentioning his name. I'm like, okay, wait. And then all of a sudden they mention a villain, which I won't spoil. I'm like, wait, what? And then I was like, and then I listened a little lot more. And then they, they refer to the Batman. I'm like, oh, that is coming out. I completely forgot about that. Uh, and that's that's why uh, this took me by surprise. But yeah, so I don't know anything about this. Uh, so I was just wondering, uh, based on, you can tell a little bit based on Gordon's rank, essentially. And who's playing Gordon? Because I'm really curious who who's playing Gordon. Commissioner Gordon is played by Jeffrey Wright. I don't know what else you would have known him from, but he was in uh, Casino Royale, Westworld. Yes, and Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the he's Felix, the um the CIA operative whose counterparts uh, to to Bond. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so he's in this, and he he does he plays Gordon really well. He does. He's a really good uh commissioner gordon but he's not commissioner at the time of the movie so this movie takes place um two years into batman's career so it's been two years since he has come out as the batman um and uh the cops so he's so uh, this movie at the beginning he's friends with commissioner gordon but that's about it nobody else likes him and they have just recently put in the bat signal um, but all the other cops are like, Hey, you're a freak. Hey, you're preventing us from doing our jobs, blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's another part, another part of the movie that I really like is they, they kind of have it so that almost everybody is Batman's enemy, um, in one way or another. So it's kind of, it's, it's cool because it's not like, Oh, he's this hero for justice. And, and everybody in the city, except for the villains is, is with him. no, People are like, "What is your deal, man?" Um, and for that, it's it's a it's a really cool aspect of the movie. I think. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one. I hope that they make at least one more. Um, but Robert Pattinson, being a pretty young actor, they they definitely have room to make, you know, three more or rather two more, and have a a, a nice trilogy out of it. You have to have a trilogy nowadays. It's it's almost ingrained into the DNA of everything, and you can I. I honestly think that ever since um, 
I mean, granted, uh, other movies have done it beforehand, but I think Lord of the Rings sh uh, shifted the dynamic on so many things, uh, formulaic. Yeah. And, you know, so that's, uh, love it or hate it, like, everything has to be a trilogy now because that's, you have a beginning, middle, and an end. And that's the easiest way for them to, like, do the math on that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's something about it in our lizard brains just, I don't know. I But I, I, I think that it works. I think that we can do another one that's really good and interesting. Um, uh, the very end of this movie sets up a little bit of something to where you can tell it, it's done pretty well. You can tell that they were like, if this movie flops, then we can end it. And it's, and at least it's satisfying that way. And if it doesn't flop, then we can definitely make another one. We have that. They definitely leave that door open. Um, but it's a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. It was super fun. I went and saw it at Alma draft house and had some, some hot chicken. Nice. Hot chicken tenders uh, with my movie. Um, I I don't know. I, I still kind of prefer to have a meal separate from my movie because I don't really consider snacks a meal. But like have a meal and then go to your movie and get your snacks. It's I don't know. It's just me, though. Well, it was, you know, the it was one of the first theaters in the U.S. that I was aware of that did the whole meal drinks, uh, you know, like you can order, you know, ac get alcoholic beverages and uh, you can get a pizza delivered, you know, like to you and stuff like that. And then uh, as theaters started waning, uh, you know, play, a lot of them started having to upgrade their seats uh, and then they started offering food and you had uh, certain showings that in certain theaters would they'd be like, oh, uh, this theater uh, you, you know, we'll offer alcohol and stuff like that in this one. Uh, I've noticed that becoming more of a commonplace thing uh, in the U.S. But it was it was wild because back in when I first heard about it, it was like 2009 or something like that, 2010. Uh, I would listen to podcasts for people down in Texas, and they're like, "Yeah, they would talk about it all." I'm like, "That that's kind of neat." Um, I per personally don't like having. Uh, I I wouldn't want the food just because I don't want to. I want to focus on the movie, I guess, and. The nice thing about popcorn or candy and stuff like that is like you can eat that without paying attention. Give you know you can just give your undivided attention to the to the screen. But if I'm eating something like uh, a pizza or something like that, I'm afraid that that shit's going to get on me. So I'm I'd, I'd be looking down more. Um, you know, having different was, drinks is a nice availability. But yeah, that was my strategy with the chicken tenders because I was like, well, I don't want to eat a burger because I'm going to have to pick it with both hands and kind of look at it. So, but with chicken tenders, I can at least kind of feel around for the tender and then and then eat it but it had a sauce that came with it so i had to dip it in the sauce it was it was just too much of a hassle but yeah so that's pretty much um what we've been uh watching um but we have been playing some interesting stuff too um do you want to talk about what you've been playing joe yeah sure all right so um i it's been, you know, I, I finally got around to last weekend. Uh, every now and then, a buddy of mine and I will try to make time between our families, uh, and then we we game together. Uh, so we continued to play uh, a way out. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's um, the same team who made um, it takes two, which uh, won like video game awards, like one of the best games of the year, uh, or it won something and stuff like that, and like it got a lot of high accolades. Uh, so this is the one they did before that. And also the one they did, the first game they did was um, a brother, Tale of Two Sons, mm -hmm. and best game ever. Uh, 
yeah, it's <laughs> mediocre. You know, I don't. You know, I think that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, I know that's just that's your jab. Uh, may, all right, fine, we're done. Uh, my Fallout Boy jab, and you got this one. Good, good for you. Uh, I still win. Uh, <laughs> so the um, a way out is like I've heard it was okay, and the way I was the way I constantly heard it was something along the lines of Europeans. Uh, making a video game about crime based off of like watching American crime movies. Uh, so the beginning is very much Shawshank related. And it's, I want to say it takes place in the seventies based off of hairstyles and uh, clothing. Mm, yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, it's, it's very Shawshank, like like you, the one to one in a lot of ways. Uh, so there's uh you know, and this game is designed to be played with two players uh, and it's like it was the first part. I was like, yeah, it's fun. It's okay. Uh, they had some, you know, you got some choices, you know, to make along the way where you guys can vote it out. You know, like, hey, I want to do, you know, one character is more of a hothead and the other one's more methodical. So you know, you can guys, you know, kind of talk it out and figure out what you want to do. Uh, but we played about two hours the first time, uh, and then made it to what I felt was like the halfway point. We played about two more hours last night, or a couple, or last session, I should say, and. Uh, we're close to the end, uh, but I had a really good time the second play, se play session. Uh, I would say a little over halfway point, so maybe two-thirds through the game, there's this sequence in a hospital. And the way it was done was very fun. Uh, there's a chase scene, and both characters are going two different ways. And just the way they're doing the edits, um, it, they had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think it may have gone on a little too far. Like uh, they discovered a cool, like, you know, uh, when a film director f does a cool trick and then like, okay, we're going to abuse that now. Oh. So like if like kind of like bullet time, you know, like uh, it, some movies overdid it way too much. Like every bullet should be done in bullet time uh, after the matrix. Yeah. And it's like, no, you, you got to use it sparingly. So I feel that maybe they did some of these camera tricks a little, it lasted a little longer, but overall it was really well done. And I had a good time with it. Um, so that was it was really fun. Uh, unfortunately, I had to cut cut it short because uh, my kid woke up and it was like midnight. So I'm like, all right, I got to bail. So, you know, uh, we probably have just I think we have like maybe one, two chapters most and we'll be done with the game. Um, so it's you know, it's meant there are meant to be shorter games and I've, I've had myself a good time with it. Uh, so that's that was the first thing I really got a chance to play. And I'm looking forward to finishing it. Uh, but the big thing I've been playing I've sunk in quite a bit of time uh, in the last couple weeks is uh, Tunic. Uh, so Tunic is uh, on Game Pass, but uh, for, for so if you have Game Pass, go ahead and check it out. It's a, a Zelda uh, like so like if you, the old school Legend of Zelda like Super Nintendo uh, style, you know, top down view, but it has more of a, a polygon like minimalist look to it, kind of like Monument Valley or something like that, in my opinion. Uh, and it's really neat. Uh, they throw in, uh, it, it's, I guess it's more in the forefront of my mind because I just came off of playing it, but they have some Dark Souls, you know, because I just played Elden Ring. They have some of those uh, trappings behind it. Uh, you have your equivalent to a, like a bonfire. Yeah. Uh, the game is far more forgiving, but also it's actually kind of brutal in a lot of ways. Uh, their boss battles can be uh, really like hair pulling. Uh, and, you know, there's... I don't really know how to explain this game too much without, you know, I'm going to avoid spoilers. Um, and if I do get into anything, I will be sure to let you guys know. But yeah, overall, it's just if you like a game that, you know, like most people, I guess, have been beating it around uh, like anywhere around 15, 14, 15 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me uh, 22, just over 22 hours to beat the game. 
but I also uh, did everything. Like I completed, I collected all the things. I searched, you know, I I'm weird that way. Like this game does things really uniquely. They they'll teach you a new mechanic, uh, or you'll pick you'll find new evidence to something, and then you're like, oh, this kind of shifts the way you look at the game entirely. Um, and you know that means you uh, the, uh, for me instead of going continuing to the next spot, I end up rewinding myself. So I go all the way back to the beginning and I start doing that mechanic through like uh, uh, everywhere to try to see what I can find and. Then you find something else new or something else interesting, and you're like, "Oh, holy crap!" Okay, um, so I'm tra- I only remember a few locations where this new trick might work, but let then I start backtracking. Like I I do that a lot with um, Metroidvania style games because you know you get the new power up, the new ability, and then you can. Uh, so you know these games, not really. I don't think it's a spoiler, but you get a hook shot. So. Mm, okay. uh, later on, you, so then you're like, okay, well, what can I hook it to? How far? Like, then you, uh, then I go back and backtrack and try to see everything I could hook to. Where can I traverse to? Um, yeah, it's just, but they they do something more than just a normal Zelda game, and that's is they have this undertone, like they have this big puzzle element that you just don't really know what's up because um, you you wake up like um, Link's Awakening. You literally wake up on a beach. And uh, you don't you know, like you you pick you read a sign and the sign is in like a ruins like language like a runic language so you can't remake out what it says at all. Occasionally you'll click on some other stuff and it'll just have a bunch of glyphs and then it'll say like old house and that's it. Uh, you know, and as you're going through, you're finding pages to the actual instruction manual. Uh, looks like the you know looks like an old Nintendo. Uh, wide manual and they start giving you tips and hints and you kind of follow that uh, you know one of the first pages which is really available just kind of gives you a rough outline saying hey these directions these things are there and like okay I guess I'm gonna go those directions and try to like ch- you know try to knock this out um, but they yeah they they're really clever in how they do a lot of things but they they're also pretty forgiving for those who maybe have a harder time uh so they have under accessibilities uh you have uh you can do uh like a full a a full health mode like a no fail state so it'll no matter what you won't take any damage or you have a stamina meter uh and therefore you can just have it so switch us literally flip a switch and your stamina will stay on forever um first time through i played through i didn't use any of that but i did end up playing a second time because uh, there was some things that some trophies that I didn't get, and it was for doing certain things in a certain order. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that with my old save. So I'm I went ahead and played a new, you know, played a new run, and I turned on both those um, uh, infinite stamina, infinite health, and I just ran through it. I'm like, all right, now I know how. I just freshly knew how this game was, uh, and I went ahead and knocked it out in like four hours, like three and a half, I think it was. So. Uh, but also, like this game has a lot of layers, man. It's just it's so hard to explain without you know spoiling it because mm. uh, it's one of those things that there is so much there right in front of you that you don't know until you know it, and then you're like, oh, until they show wow, you okay. like what what they're getting at. Yeah, it's just um, you know it's they the, every so much is in plain sight. Uh, 
the manual's important. Uh, that's all I can. That's all I really say about that. Is there's there's mm-hmm. more to the manual. Look very carefully, um, and it's it's kind of made for speed running in a lot of ways. Is like uh, these guys. You know, there's there's different ways you can get to different. You know, you can uh, uh, fight different bosses. Uh, you know, there's kind of. I don't think uh, like the original Legend of Zelda, you can kind of do that, but you know, a lot of times you need X item to get past to a certain point. Like, but there are workarounds at times in this, um, and it's just it's just really it's phenomenal. I had such a good time with this. This is I enjoyed my time way more than I did Elden Ring. Uh, oh wow! I I like the visual aesthetic, but also because of the puzzle element, it just really got me thinking. Um, I. I only played. I, I literally played this game within the last seven days. So I put in the twenty-two hours. Pretty much every night when I put my kid to bed, I would jump on uh, for like two to three hours, and then you know go to bed. That's a good uh, bit. That, all yeah. my free time. I'm like, uh, you know, luckily my wife. She's like, that's cool. I got my own thing to do, so not a big deal. Like, so I kind of neglected my wife for <laughs> the last couple of days, and that's that's another reason why I didn't really watch much of anything is because I ended up just spending most of my free time. Uh, playing this game yeah uh it you know i yeah it's it's, it is a really rock solid uh concept in a lot of ways it's just like uh i don't know it's just it really does something special i I think it's better it does the it does a lot of stuff you know like the people will make comparisons to elden ring i think because of the timing the time frame and yeah you can see the comparisons but this is i think overall a much more forgiving game uh compared to that but it is you know, like i said it does have the challenge if you're there if you want it yeah the aesthetic of this game caught my eye so i thought it looked interesting i haven't had a chance to play it but i was i was uh planning on trying it a little bit um it it does seem interesting and i did hear that it was it was good it sounds like it sounds like you're kind of confirming that um do you think that it's like like it's a good choice for a game pass game like does it like is it a good fit there or do you think that it would they might have been able to i don't know make more money or be more successful if they had gone uh, just like on its own, I I that's a rough one because I don't know how Game Pass monetizes their stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily based off of downloads and plays, or I'm, I can't really say for sure. Uh, and I'm something tells me it's different uh, game like game by game and developer by developer. Uh, this most definitely got the word out there for sure, and I think that really helps. Uh, and yeah. I mean, yeah. like, like for me, like for me, it looks it's great as a Game Pass game because I don't know how much money I would actually shell out for a game like this um, to try it. And probably, I mean, I look at this game and I'm like, I'm gonna try it and probably drop it. Um, but 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 on Game Pass, it's like, okay, I'm definitely gonna try it and I'll probably still drop it, but I'll definitely try it now. See, I, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. Is if I pay actual money for it, I'm more dedicated to actually completing it. Uh, Game Pass makes it like it's like a Netflix thing where uh, you see a lot of movies you like, you you have them queued up, and then sometimes you you like I'll get around to it eventually. And next thing you know, it's it's gone. Yeah. Um, but this was you know this was day one on Game Pass if uh, if I remember correctly, and honestly, they uh, I there the only thing is there is a bit in the middle that uh, after I don't know like so many hours for me because once again I played I, I'm guaranteed to play it differently than most people uh, that I kind of I felt that I was I was losing momentum for a little bit mm. and it's like I had a game session where I was doing a bunch of stuff 
but I didn't really do a lot. It's like, I didn't get a lot done in that time. And so I was like, oh man, that's kind of a bummer. I just kind of didn't really, I didn't feel like I accomplished much. Uh, but it, for me, it was also like a lot of prep work. And then I, I kind of, I, I set things up. So the next time I played, I had much more uh, enjoyable time, but it was like for, for a little bit, for like a, a day or two, I was just like, am I done? Like, like I kind of, I had a really good, like it hit me really hard. I had a really good first couple little bit and a run. And I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, maybe I'm finished. But then I got to the point where there is these puzzles that you end up ha- encountering. Uh, and it was one of those things that's like, this is super fascinating and everything is there, but, and it makes you it, a tip that I would recommend is uh, have a pen and paper on hand. Uh, like mm. write shit down an actual pen and paper at your desk uh that way you can make these notations because unfortunately there's no way to make a mental note like a note in game and it'll or you'll find something and it just means it's so much nicer to have it on hand uh i took i took screenshots with my phone uh because i just like it just dawned on me like yeah i'm gonna just i took a screenshot and then eventually i had to transcribe things to pen and paper uh certain some some of these puzzles like Though, like, eventually, I think uh, towards, I think it was my roughly about my hour 18, mm-hmm. uh, when I was doing, like, the final cleanup, because I like to do a game, and I like to try to get 100% before beating it, because you're not guaranteed necessarily to have, to be able to walk, walk around and mop things up afterwards. Uh, and I like to collect all the things. I like to, you know, explore all the areas, and that's kind of what I was doing. Uh, and then some of these puzzles, they're they're really just brilliantly done. Uh, I think only one or two of them completely stumped me, just full full stop. A lot of them, I understood the trick, but it was taking the time to do things proper was like or to to work it out was too much of a pain. So then I would look up the I'd like okay, I know that I know how you do it. Just give me the shorthand. Uh, one of them being like, there's um, there was a uh, signal. Someone was giving you a signal, and you're spo- that signal. Uh, once you decipher it, or once you work it out, you're like, oh, that's the key to get this to get the unlock. I'm like, okay, great. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is taking way too long. I don't. I'm, I'm all right. And I, 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 I thought I had the right sequence in, and it, it didn't work. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I know this is how it's. I know that this is the trick behind it. So I went ahead and just looked up the answer because I'm like, I just don't, I'm running out of time. I just don't have this much free time yeah. to dedicate to one thing. And so I'm like, and sure enough, like, okay, that's it. I accidentally had, uh, I missed, I, I, on my sequence, I misinterpreted two different directions and I'm like, okay, uh, that was my bad. That's on me. Uh, but if I continued to go off of, you know, like it would, it would have taken me a while to figure it out. I'm like, you know, I just, I'm saving myself some time. Or there was one where it's like a reflection thing. I'm like, okay, th- I know exactly how you're done. But for me to take the time to map it out, this is going to take me like five, ten minutes. I'm like, nah, okay. Yeah. Uh, just give me the answer to this. I, I, do, I solved the trick. <laughs> I do have that feeling every time I have to look something up, which I try to keep it to a minimum. But I do have that feeling where it's like, man, now I'll never be able to say that I figured it out on my own. And it doesn't fucking matter. But there's something something in in my brain that just goes, man, I just, fuck, I just want to do it on my own. But, yeah, I mean, I just kind of let myself get get real frustrated, just get to where I'm just like, man, this is just not, I'm just not getting it. I have, I've hit a wall. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what to do with it. And then I just go, okay, fine. I'll just look it up. There's a couple, there's a couple cases where it comes to that for, for me, I'm, I don't have any music, um, 
background. So I'm really good at remembering a beat and melody. Like I can remember a melody very well. Like, or if I'll hear something in the back, like, um, like, Hey, this reminds me of two other things, which, uh, this game does two, uh, two things. Uh, one is there's a, a, a separate area, uh, in the world. Uh, it has music that was kind of like semi haunting. And I'm like, this reminds me of something like, um, like an Alan Wake or something like that. I'm like, and then it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, it actually sounds like some of the background music for um, um, Welcome to Night Vale. And it has this like, like kind of neat little haunting melody. A couple of the notes are a little bit the same. And then there's this wooded area where they have um, this music that's playing. And I'm like, there's this like pan flute kind of sound. I'm like, oh, Chrono Trigger total chrono trigger uh so every time i walk in there like i'm hearing these notes i'm like yeah that it's it's hitting that part of my brain because mm. it's just this little pan flute like melody i'm like it's not necessarily one-to-one but it's just reminiscent of it um but when it comes to certain games because i like to play a lot of adventure games which are very puzzle heavy and the good ones make sense on how they're done not just randomly like click on gumball and click on doll and then make this door handle or some shit like that but like uh some of these some of the old uh lucas arts games uh like monkey island some of them are really obtuse on how like these two things do you know you use this to make to do the thing like that you never really think about that you know just, just clicking grabbing one item and clicking on everything but two games that like for me music wise that i i always have a hard time is uh, the original mist has a music sequence and i can't hit i don't recognize tone notes like I can't say like this is a B flat or C sharp or anything like that. I'm I'm just I can't do it. And Machinarium has a sequence like that too. Uh, um, and Machinarium was an amazing game. It's short. It's great. Uh, I absolutely loved it. But there's a sequence with music in that one too, where I can get it pretty close, but I can't get it exact. And I waste up. I just waste too much time trying to do it. And I just I I just don't have that skill set. So I, I just look it up and I'm like, it's one of those things that. I, if it's a game like um, The Witness, I, I would say that's on you. Like, you shouldn't, like, if you can help it, don't look it up. But uh, when yeah. it comes to, like, I, you figured out the trick, you know how it's done, uh, because The Witness is all based on perspective. So there is no, there's very rarely, it's like, oh, I, you know, it's nothing like that. But when it comes to Machinarium or something like that, I'm like, okay. I here's the here's my answer. I, I figured out this is what's giving me the answer. I have to put input it over here on this other thing. I just can't physically do it because I can't hear. I can't make that discerning exact note right. Mm. Um, so it's that one. It's like it's kind of not like all right. Well, then I I'll look up the answer because you know. And that's how I felt about this game. Is like there's a few things. Uh, it only happened like two or three times, and. It was one of those things that, uh, but some of the stuff in the end, it's like, it's wild. And I was very proud of myself to figure some of this stuff out. I was like, oh man, this is how it works. And this is how it connects. And like the, there's one of the big ones at the end. It's like, holy shit. Like, you know, you, you figure out that, you know, this, it's so grand and you're like, oh, okay. Um, it, it, it takes forever. And that's where the, the pad of paper really has to come in handy. Cause you're, you know, the, the stuff you're writing and drawing and stuff and, so uh, if you like a good puzzle element or a good mystery behind it, then there's that. Uh, if, you, if you're not a fan of it, I mean, yeah, then you can kind of skip a lot of that stuff. But because uh, I really clicked with me, I went in hard and I got that 100%. In fact, 
earlier this morning, like I said, I, I, I did that three or the three and a half hour playthrough just to mop up the few of the trophies that uh, didn't really pr- like matter. But at the same Got time, gone, I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm going to get the full thousand achievement points on Game Pass for it because I really liked it. And I did, you know, I did everything I, c- I can stamp it saying I, I did all of that I could. Uh, and they have this huge Easter egg at the end uh, that I I figured out the one part. And then I, but uh, I didn't, uh, I, w- I went ahead and looked something up on uh, afterwards. And apparently online they, they explain, oh, it actually goes multiple layers deeper. Uh, thanks to some Reddit people really diving deep. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I would have never figured that out. It, mm. Like it takes th- some real life detective work outside the game uh, for, it's just Easter eggs kind of stuff. But yeah. it's just, it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's really, I give them so much credit. Uh, the developers to this because it was just it's just it's super phenomenal uh and i watched um ign has a um developers watching a speed run of their game and so the two of the two of the developers uh are talking over a speed run and the speedrunner does it in like less than 24 minutes uh, and it's pretty awesome and the develop so the one of the developers the, the guy who i think was in charge of like uh audio uh he also worked on like celeste uh, which is also a pretty hardcore game, and so he has a little more background between that and uh, he he personally does he admits to doing uh, speed runs in the past, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was interesting to hear their take on speed running and how they're like, yeah, we know some of these glitches are here, but we're we kind of leave them there because uh, you know it's like why take away the fun of the of the player? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just like if you're skilled enough, you can do some wild stuff. Um, and that the, they it, because they support it, I think that's it's just really cool of them. Happy so I accidents. can't speak highly enough about this game. I I really it's one. I'm happy. It's probably going to be one of my best games of the year. Uh, I did enjoy it more than uh, Elden Ring. I I enjoyed it, Elden Ring actually. Uh, I really did. It's just this had because it had that puzzle element. Uh, I think if Elden Ring had more of a verbal story, uh, I'd be more interested. But this this whole manual bit i'm like it was just and we're just trying to figure out these things i'm like i work my brain and just uh, it's more than just basic combat yeah good man like tunic it, i'm i i it looked cool um in that case since you're saying that you really like it that much i i might have to put some more time into it than i thought i was going to um because uh because uh yeah it, it sounds really good um i'm glad you liked um, it dude yeah. Uh, one last bit is like, I don't think it's a spoiler, but it could potentially kind of be. After I beat the game, uh, there is a new game plus, uh, and I went to look at the game save, and then I noticed a random file save just appeared there. I don't know when it appeared. I don't know what triggered it. I don't. I assume it's me beating the game, and then it had like my hour count on my save with my like new game plus like twenty two hours, but underneath that it's like hours nine 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 and it had uh it didn't have all like it it was missing certain stats or some stuff like that but like okay i went ahead and clicked on it just to see what it was and it's just this little bit that i think it's an it's a it's a homage or a hint to an earlier puzzle that uh, you do uh it's not like the entire answer or anything it's just like a hint and it references some of the material that they've talked about earlier. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's it's just a little Easter egg. I'm like, that's kind of neat. Um, I'm not sure if you delete it, if it does anything, if there's any, or I don't know if there's any. I did what I thought I could do in that little save data. It was just like a little loop. 
So I'm like, uh, there might be extra secrets in there, but I, like, I explored it a little bit. I didn't do too hardcore into it, uh, but it seemed neat. And I was just like, all right, this is just weird, but it's, I, I wouldn't be surprised later on so, someone finds something else being like, no, this is actually, there's actually an extra layer of secrets in this thing because that's the way they work. Uh, but if not, then it's just just a weird random thing that I'm like, okay, I enjoy the the oddness for the sake of the oddness, you know. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, like I do like things like that where that you can tell that the developer is fucking with you. Where he's like <laughs> he's like where the developer's like, I know, I know that when you get here, you're gonna you're gonna see this and you're gonna wonder. And you're going to go, why? And it's going to mess with your head. I, I like that. It's a nice fourth wall breaking kind of thing. That's that's cool to do. I have also been playing a game, Pass game. Um, this is a game I've been looking forward to for a few months now when I first heard it was coming out. Uh, it's called Weird West. And it is... Um, I saw a snippet of a review that said that it is a... It's, kind of the most faithful uh, recreation of the old Fallout games. Uh, not the, not like Fallout 3, but like before where it was uh, isometric. Fallout 1 and 2? Okay. Yeah, where it's kind of like... That's like a bold statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think they said that it was like, that it was uh, trying to go for that. I don't want to put words in that reviewer's mouth, but basically like that's what they were trying to go for, if that gives you like any hint. And... um I played a couple hours of the game. Um, it's a it's a cool idea. It's it's uh it's set in the old west, but in something like an eldritch version of the old west. So there's um, monsters and stuff like that. I mean, it's all like old west stuff. Uh, so you're you're fighting bad guys and and stuff, but. Apparently there are monsters and there are concoctions and magic, you know, sprinkled in throughout. Um, so it's like a Van Helsing West. Yeah, kind of like that. Not quite so much emphasis on the monsters, at least not yet. Um, I'm really, I am really early on. Um, I but uh, but it's um so, so so like I said, it's an isometric view. A lot of this game feels pretty shaky and unpolished uh, if that makes any sense um, it's just like it feels better to play on a controller but I have more ability to do what I want to do whenever I'm on mouse and keyboard I know that's not like a, that's not like a bold statement it's, it's pretty commonly known but with this game, it like really like for a lot of games, I feel like it's kind of either or. But what? But with this game, the contrast is is really stark. Um, I think that like like uh, some of the wheel actions you have to do um, on the keyboard are they're just not like they're just not quite quite clean. Um, but so so like. With with that aside, the combat is pretty cool. Um, like interacting with with people and stuff is pretty cool. Uh, it could probably use some voice acting, but you know that's kind of budget they probably didn't have. And their focus seems to be a lot on interactivity with the world and being able to do whatever you want. Um, 
you can go through cupboards and stuff like that, like you can in a lot of other games, but you can go through, like you can interact with a lot more objects than you can in other games. Like cactus, uh, you can click on like uh, cactus and people and various like mounds of dirt and stuff like that. Um, it's so it's, uh, and, and you can, the game, the game tells you like in the load screens, it's like, Hey, you can kill whoever you want. You can kill someone that's like not important, obviously. Uh, but you can also kill like story important characters and it, it, the game yeah. will like adapt to that. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Um, the story that is a fallout thing. Yeah. That's totally, you know, you, like I can do a quest for you to get the item I need, or I can just murder you and take it. That's true. Yeah. I forgot about that about that was even true in like fallout three. Um, but the story itself is pretty ho hum. I guess that's also another fallout thing is it's sort of just like whatever uh, you have this reason for doing what you're doing, but I'm not really, I'm not like, clamoring to see what happens next in the story, I guess is what I'll say. Um, some cool things is I had to invade this, um, this outlaw encampment. And when I was, uh, doing that, um, I went down into uh, a basement and I, and it was empty for a bit, but I found a guy who was dying and he was like, Hey, uh, if you help me, like, he was like, please help me. And if you help me, I'll be, I don't even know if they tell you this, but he was like, please help me. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll give you like some bandages. Um, even though bandages are kind of expensive uh, and I didn't have very many. Um, I, I gave him the stuff I had and he was like, Hey, I'm in debt for you. I'm in debt to you for life. So I'll come and help you with different things. Um, if, uh, at, at random times. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so like I go along, um, and I thought that was pretty cool, but like I ended up like winning that area and freeing a lady who was trapped there. And the same, the same thing pops up and she's like, Oh, I'm like in a life debt with you. I was like, okay, cool. But later on I infiltrated this whole town of people of outlaws. And cause I was trying to kill like the boss. Um, and I had recruited a dude to come and help me, uh, and he was, he was great. He'd like, he did a good job. He just felt kind of followed me around, but eventually shit went south and I had to go loud and, uh, started like shooting things and, and killing people uh, a lot. And, um, there was a lot of guys in the town and we managed to kill all of them, but about halfway through the lady that I saved, she came to my rescue and she was like just running around like shooting people and they just like kill all these people. And uh, I was like doing my best to like try to to try to uh, kill everybody before my partners died. But the lady that came to save me, like she got killed and she's like, she was just like dead. Uh, and I well, I went over to like, what, like where she was laying dead. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, kind of like, dang, uh, going to remember Helen, you know, she, she came she came to my rescue. It was kind of a little fun, cool thing. Um, that's about as far as I got into it. Uh, when you're traveling around, you so you're traveling from town to town on the big map. Uh, you can be stopped by 
like I like the first time I, I was chased by wolves and I had to kill like three wolves. And then this other couple times I ran into uh, traveling merchants so I could buy some stuff there if I wanted to, or if I didn't want to, I didn't have to, but I was like, okay, that's a kind of a cool little D and D type thing that they added in. But I don't know. It's, it's a fun game. Um, I'm glad it's on game pass because I looked at the price for it on steam, $30. And I was like, e I, I don't know if I'm going to play this much of like that much of this game. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play $30 worth of this game. It definitely has an ascent kind of vibe that way where it's like, man, there's definitely some cool parts about this game, but I don't just don't know if it's quite worth that much money. Yeah, uh, from what you, the way you describe it, I can see where the uh, that reviewer talked. You know, can make some correlations to uh, Fallout because a lot of those random encounters or uh, people you know help, wanting to help you out you know, th- that is reminiscent of the old Fallout games for sure. Um, randomly going to towns and doing things, um, meeting up with people. Uh, you know, like certain events. Uh, the original Fallout games were something special. Uh, I. I rarely played any like RPG at that point. Uh, so I mean, or at least especially computer, like the CRPGs, uh, that one was, you know, the story being post-apocalyptic and me knowing what Mad Max was at the time. Uh, and like, Oh dude, this is just like, they, they make so many Mad Max references. They're like, this is awesome. Uh, and just no, fallout two is where it got really funny and weird. So a lot of people find that as like the favorite, yeah. um, it's a little more silly than, you know, but it's, uh, I think it's, you know, they're both really good one and two. And so this sounds like it has some of that, you know, I can see where they got the weirdness from. Um, yeah, it's, you know, if I had it downloaded, I haven't had a chance to play it. Uh, and I'm curious about it now. Uh, but you know, like based off your reaction, I'm like, well, it, it may or may not, there's a, you know, I may or may not get to it ne- by next time because there's one or two things I have on my back burner, yeah. uh, that I'm, I'm really curious to try. Uh, that are also in Game Pass. So I'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah, like, I think this game is, it's not one that you're going to be able to pick up and really have, quote, fun in an hour. You're probably going to have to play, I mean, I didn't really feel like I was starting to understand what was going on and getting a good feel for what was going on until pretty much the end of my end of my playthrough, like, like two hours where I was like, okay, I'm getting the systems and... I can see how this would be fun, but it does, it it does feel like an old school, you know, top down RPG, uh, computer, like CRPG. Um, so if you're into that or you're pining for that, I think this is a, probably a good game for you, but, um, you got to know what you're getting into and that is pretty much it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I said, um, I might give it a shot and hopefully I might come back with that, but how much do you think you're going to still continue to play it? I got a lot of other stuff to play too, and uh, Tunic is probably the game that I that will replace this. Probably try to play a little bit of that, um, and I'm working my way very slowly through uh, uh, Triangle Strategy because there's no other way to play that game other than slowly. Um, but but uh, I, I was playing it, and then <laughs> because when Tunic came out, I just dropped it. I'm like, nope, not happening. I have to. Uh, I knew. Like I said, I, Tunic was something special uh, for me, and I'm like, there's I can't divide my time, and things are about to change up in my house for, uh, in the next little bit. So I'm like, I only have a little bit more game, like a little bit more free time before things get hectic. So that's why I'm like, I gotta knock this out 
no, uh, or else I just, or, or else it'll just get thrown to the wayside and I'll never go back to it. Yeah. You've, uh, so you've, you've got like, like Tunic is that kind of game. I feel like Tunic is also, I don't know. Tunic also would be good on a switch, but, but at least for, um, for triangle strategy, it's like, I can play this, you know, for like a few minutes before bed, you know, for the rest of the year and get through it that way. Um, there's other games that it's like, I need to be sitting in front of a, a computer screen or a monitor with a controller or whatever. And yeah, there's, so there's, there's, there's all kinds, but I'm working my way through that slowly too. My short burst game has been, uh, I've been still playing, uh, the vampire survivors. Oh uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I yeah, I finally made it. I, I made it. I've, I've now conse- I can consecutively beat at least the library level, which I figure is the easiest uh stage two and so i've uh and now i'm currently uh instead of progressing trying to get more of the stages unlocked i'm just going through and getting the achievements and those that's kind of my uh my checklist is like if i have like you know half an hour you know or like i'm not sure like you know like uh a little bit of time before something happens i'm like okay well this is a game i can bail at any time and i don't feel bad at all i don't have to try to find a safe spot i don't have to do any of that crap i just like all right it, I, I might have 10 minutes, you know, I may have 45, I don't know, but I'm just going to play this. And then if I have to bail, I can do that. And Vampire Survivors has been a lot of fun. Uh, totally worth the three bucks. I think it is on, on steam. It's stupid cheap. Uh, yeah. They're still doing updates all the time. It's, it's not 1.0 yet. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I will. I would like to play that game. I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll get a chance to though, but yeah. Um, so that's what we've been playing. Uh, but uh, next is the news do you want to take a break or are you good to go um i'm good to go if you are let's power through um so the news the newsy news from news stand uh so <laughs> don't don't look at that I mean, like that uh so i don't really know much about this but uh maybe you do hopefully you do playstation plus is undergoing some changes uh, or will be. Um, uh, do you know anything about that? Uh, yeah, existing members uh, for uh, for PlayStation Plus will be put into their uh, base level, so that they're kind of wrapping. They're trying to do their own Game Pass equivalent, so they're kind of merging uh, PlayStation Now with PlayStation Plus. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, they have three different tiers. Uh, I did not know that you were throwing me on the spot, so I don't have the numbers up. No, but, you're um, fine. Don't don't don't, don't worry so, about it. Talk about your ass like uh, me. <laughs> so yeah, essentially what it what it comes down to is uh the they're they're charging per month, and I think for the maximum for the high price tier was like eighteen dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little little pricey. Uh, and essentially what happens is I think base one you get like uh, PS1, PS2 games um able to download on your console. I think. The second tier, you get uh, PS uh, PS3 streaming. I think it is. Uh, no, no. It's, I think PS3 streaming might only go for um, uh, the high end. Uh, but you get, you know, you essentially you're getting more games available to you. Uh, and they, all they did is like for for the mid tier, you get like 300 games of some sort uh, for I forget which consoles. And then for the high end, you get a uh, Another three hundred something games, but they had not named. They hadn't dropped any names. What games are coming out? Uh, a lot of people were like, "Wait a minute, why can't you just? Why do you, the PS3 games have to be streaming? They can't be downloaded to your console." And 
So a lot of people are upset. They're like, hey, you can run PS3 emulators on the Steam Deck. PS5 should be able to handle that. Um, yep. So that's uh, it's been rumored that uh, a emulator is being developed. Uh, I think it was uh, Jeff Grubb um, on Grub Snacks. Uh, he mentioned uh, his uh, what he heard or was going to be something like they'll probably end up waiting, or at least his theory is they'll probably end up waiting until uh, you know a year out from now or something like that when PS4s are a little bit more forgotten and PS5s are more available. And then they might just make a, a tonal shift to PS5s and be like, hey, this is a PS5 thing only. But because their, their focus is kind of divided between PS4 and PS5, um, they don't want to like release something now solely for the PS5 um, and then make PS4 owners like feel upset. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, so the- like of the three, you know, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox... It seems to me like Xbox is doing the best job of making their back catalog available. You know, like, like I mean, and they have the shortest one um, with the fewest with the fewest amount. Which I mean, that's that's also easier to do it that way. But I feel like it's like we have emulators, guys. We know you can do this. You can play those old games. You know, already. I just don't understand why they don't. Why they don't try a little bit harder to make some more money off of off of that kind of stuff. Well, uh, it's one of those things that you got Microsoft. So when the Xbox One consoles came out, uh, Microsoft, you know, shot themselves in the foot and made a lot of poor decisions in the beginning, uh, lost a lot of uh, fan base because yeah, they're talking well. about always having to be online uh, and a lot of this other stuff, which they were kind of ahead of their time and you know, but unfortunately, it was just their messaging was all wrong, and so because of that, they had to play catch up through the entirety of the Xbox One uh, life lifespan, uh, and that's when they came out with Game Pass, and they they really started focusing on games as a service, and that being their target marketplace to make money. What happens is uh, PlayStation, uh, because they're they took the lead in a lot of ways during the, during that console generation, uh, they don't necessarily have to make good with the fans. And hence the reason why they're coming out with this. Uh, the, it's so the tiers are going to be PlayStation Plus Essentials, which should be more or less your current PS Plus membership being transferred over. And then there's a uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, uh, and then there's the, uh, our, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, PlayStation Plus Extra, and then uh, the Premium. Premium's the third tier. That one's going for. Uh, that one's supposed to be going for the extra $18. Yeah, the premium's going for 18 bucks a month. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra is going for 15 And then the Essentials is your $10 a month. They really shouldn't have three different tiers. Uh, this is convoluted as shit. Yeah. Uh, but there, it's a Japanese... It's the idea of a Japanese company. Uh, granted, most people argue PlayStation's mostly American because yeah. that's where the gaming division's mostly shifted towards America. I think they're based out of California. Um, you know, that's, uh, but that's neither here nor there. It's just the, the parent company being Sony, Sony uh, yeah. very much the archaic, uh, mentality behind that. I mean, if you look at the way Nintendo does their online thing, it's very backwards in a lot of ways as well. Um, yeah. though at least Nintendo offset it with it's cheap. Uh, but now they're doing the tiered stuff for the, for the Sega Genesis and for the, uh, Nintendo 64 catalog. Um, 
And I do have the information here. It's uh, essentially uh, so PlayStation uh, Plus Essentials. Uh, you know, you get uh, it's more or less what it is now. Uh, you end up getting uh, some of the basic PlayStation Plus stuff. Um, you get exclusive discounts. Um, you can uh, two month uh, two monthly downloadable games. Uh, so it's all the same. You know, that's all the same as it is now. You know, cloud storage. Um, essentially, what you're paying for now is when you want to bump up to PlayStation Plus Extra. Uh, you, that's when you get uh, a catalog of 400 asterisks. Um, you know, enjoyable games from the PS4 and PS5 uh, catalog. Mm. And so uh, that's you know that is what is the uh, there to offer for 15 bucks. And what they do is then for the PlayStation Plus Premium, the high tier. Uh, that adds an additional 340 games, uh, including PS3 available via cloud streaming. And like I said, that's where a lot of people are really hung, snagging, like hung up on. They're like, well, if it's, well, you know, why can't you do an emulator? Because having to stream a game all the time, it's stupid. Um, you know, they, they also offer uh, that price tier. Uh, you get uh, PlayStation 2. Uh, PlayStation and also PSP games. Mm. Uh, so no, no mention of Vita, and a lot of people are snarking about that. Be like, <laughs> forget the Vita yeah. ever existed. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, uh, you can actually do with the controller. You can do most of the stuff you need to. I mean, because yeah. the, the the Vita had shoulder buttons. They had the back touch, which you could, uh, unless if you have to touch specifically, like uh, Tearaway is one of the only few examples. But most of the time, the back one was just an extra, R, like an R2, L2 function. Uh, so you can literally just map those for grenades or something. I should, uh, the touchpad uh, on the front, you got the you got your touchpad on the controllers. So I should clarify, could. that's what Sony is saying. Please forget the, the Pita, PS Vita ever existed. They That's what they want us to do. Uh, it, it was a good system. I, I really liked it. I liked it. I, I actually bought the uh, Vita TV because uh, oh, yeah, that way I, I can. I, I did it for. Uh, I can't remember the name of the game now. It was essentially like a Monster Hunter esque game, and uh, yeah, I I enjoyed my time with the Vita. Plus, yeah. well, at the time the PlayStation Plus was giving away Vita games, you know, plus PS3 and PS4 games at the time. So I was like, yeah, I'm just getting all these free games for it. It was a solid system. Unfortunately, they just had a bad time following through with it. It was a really good handheld that had all these, um, you know, all the uh, indie games were on there, and it was really well done. Great looking screen. Uh, so yeah, I I still think that it you know died a little early, but that's that's on them. Yeah, the, the Vita conversation is a whole is a whole can of worms there. Um, but yeah, the, the PlayStation changes, the PlayStation Plus changes. I mean, at least they're trying something. I kind of just wish these companies could come out. And say, like, if Sony could just come out and say in a press conference, Xbox, Microsoft, you had a good idea. We applaud your good idea. Now we're going to do something similar. And everyone's just, and it's like, it's just like, okay, it just admit that, that Xbox, that they did a really good thing. I mean, I'm like, I'm not an Xbox fanboy by any means. I could probably still, I could, I could, could probably go buy one and I'm, I'm not. Um, but like they had a really good idea. Game pass is amazing. It's everyone, everyone says so everyone, everyone knows it. It's common knowledge. And now like, and now Sony, they have to, they have to respond. They have to do something similar. And it's like, uh, just like, just kind of do the same thing, man. You don't have to make it all weird and complicated. Just sort of 
admit that the idea is good and you're going to copy it. The I but there there's an argument to be had though, right? Because what's popular on Xbox, uh, generally speaking, uh, Xbox provides better multiplayer experiences. Um, when you're looking at um, you know like things like Halo or something like that, where you are you got more uh, games as a service. So therefore, you're you're they are making up more money on the additional revenue uh, for buying packs of whatever, uh, whether or not be custom, you know, like equipment. Uh, or d buying these season passes, right? Uh, that they you make up more money in the back end that way. While uh, Sony, on the other hand, they're primarily focused on uh, first person uh, narrative driven experiences. Um, yeah. Not first person. I'm sorry. Uh, single player uh, narrative driven experiences. And so because of that, that doesn't do so well as far as uh, like long term uh, money income as for uh, a game pass like system so once again uh so this is what spartacus was their codename spartacus and so for them to let you play like uh the last of us or horizon uh zero dawn or any of those you know the new forbidden west i mean because that's what makes game pass so appealing is you got day and day right it's the new game drops and it, you know it's just it's released out to the wild and you get it instantly right there tunic was one of them uh and that's really cool. I mean, you got the gears and things like that. Like a lot of those games are available. Uh, you, you know, so the third-party developed games. Yeah, you can make that work on for PlayStation as well. Unfortunately, Sony's uh, they most of their money. Uh, you know, they're they're hitching on uh, this first. Uh, you know, the single-player experience, and th for them, it's better to sell at the seventy-dollar price point. So. At least that's the way their marketing goes. I mean, I'm assuming they paid someone gobs of money just to do the math. I mean, so it's one of those things that I I can try. I can, as a as a customer, I want them to have the same exact thing. Uh, yeah, Game Pass I like, does. Yeah, I mean, like I'm like I'm not I'm not saying that they really have to have it, you know, price for price exactly the same. Because you're right, they do have um, a different clientele, uh, and you know, I mean, to me, I'm willing to pay i'd be willing to pay more money to keep crap out of my games like the like like the, the upselling and all and like nickel and diming you for all kinds of different things like i i hate that stuff um that's pretty much why i pretty much only play single player single player games uh, because i don't like that stuff uh, and i don't really need multiplayer to be i don't know the best that it possibly can be because i'm not super into that so so yeah like I can see why they're doing it the way they are. Um, I just, I, I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there could be a little bit more of a, of a concession of like, okay, Xbox, you got this one and we're just gonna, just gonna kind of do a little bit. I don't know. I feel like there's shame, like, like that they, they seem to be ashamed of it. And I don't think that, that they should be. Yeah. Um, but you know, kind of on the same subject, uh, I mean, slightly changing news stories. Uh, Xbox uh, recently talked about how they're going to go through with the uh, Game Pass family plan, and the idea behind that is, uh, you know, it's kind of nice uh, if for someone who's using uh, the N Nintendo family plan and has quite a few uh, friends and family uh, linked up to it for you know a cheaper price. So, Game Pass is a little bit on the pricey side. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, essentially paying, you know, per month and if you can go with the family plan, they're talking about having up to five, uh, five people on it. And 
uh, they're going to be, uh, unfortunately, I don't know all the details, but they're talking about using the system kind of like with Microsoft uh, Office 365. Uh, so you guys are going to have to like link to, you know, to certain accounts. But uh, I think that if, mm. you know, you, you can easily find, um, you know, five people uh, or four others who are willing to split into a cost of uh, a year of you know game pass yeah i i have heard that i think there's a it's just a rumor right now but it's almost certainly going to happen eventually uh that game pass is going to go up in price um and fairly soon uh so if you're if you have a way of getting a large swath of it for like like a year subscription or something at a certain price you might want to go ahead and do that now because uh that that is going to change fairly soon i think but yeah yep. like but yeah like uh, like a family plan gosh i mean that would be great um even not even not family plan just kind of playing it like as it is you know it can be your only your only thing there's a lot there's so many games on there and they switch them out so often that you'll never play everything you know and they've got all kinds so yeah you're probably not playing the best thing ever you're playing maybe the best thing ever from three to five years ago, but there's still a lot of good new games that come out too. So once again, they got day and date for Microsoft stuff. So that's true. I mean, you're, you're getting all, you know, any, any new halo gears or anything like that from Microsoft themselves. But now they've just recently bought since they like they own uh, Bethesda and stuff like that. It's, you know, you're, you're only getting more stuff because of all the acquisitions they've been doing. Uh, so it's, next... a, it's, a, it's a solid buy if you had to stick with something. Uh, and it is cheaper than trying to buy a new game uh, every couple months. Yeah, I mean, like, and then with the Activision Blizzard uh, coming in, whenever the new contracts, you know, kick in, if that even actually really does happen, um, it probably will, but, but you never know. Uh, if it happens, then in a couple of years... Uh, or maybe sooner, there'll be all that stuff too. So it's gonna, it's a kind of a juggernaut. It's definitely, you know, Game Pass is 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 already big, but it's gonna be a juggernaut. It's gonna be a a massive thing, I think. But yeah, so there's all that. Um, a couple more, a couple other things. Uh, Zelda has been delayed to spring 2023. Uh, Nintendo put out an announcement on YouTube, a video announcement. Um, and uh, I think that I thought it was going to come out at the end of this year. Um, but it makes sense that, I don't know. I guess it... I, it doesn't, I can't I, remember my prediction either. So I like we have to go back to that episode I'm, and uh, rewatch our New Year's predictions. Pretty sure that I said it was going to come out this year because I was just like, dang, it's been so long. I mean, 2017, you know, was when the first one came out. It's about five years. It's on the same hardware. I don't I don't know. To me, it, it should come out this year, but they kind of explain in the video. It's just been several days since I've watched it, but they explain in the video, we're, you know, we're doing everything that we did in the first Breath of the Wild, and now we're also putting you in the sky, so there's a lot more to do. And it's kind of just them saying, please don't send us hate mail, you know. Um, so I guess there's a lot more to the game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so... Zelda fans are used to it, and at this point, it's you know you can't have a Legend of Zelda without having uh, two to three major uh, knockbacks. And you know what? The games always come out, and the fans are always happy in the end. So it's not like they come out with a buggy mess. Yeah, uh, that's the so thing. generally speaking, they they delay it with with a reason. Uh, so you can't really be upset with them too much. 
but yeah, it just it, it kind of leaves the question of like what's going to fill up that void, like that's actually going to be substantial um, during that time. Bayonetta so, is going to—that's just more pressure that's going to be put on Bayonetta, which may or may not come out. I mean, they haven't committed anything on that, so it's getting into April. So I, I don't know when they would really need to for the sake of um, the sake of marketing, but I imagine it would be fairly soon that they would need to say something about it. Um, but then again, maybe not if it's a, cause like how long did we know about Metroid dread before that came out? Was that E3? And then, then, then that, then that fall was that um, fast? maybe I honestly didn't like the way dread looked at first. So I know, I but didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't even pay it much mind when it first came out. Uh, and, but prime has been announced forever and a half and that's not going to come out anytime soon. So yeah, I guess there's but, no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, they they Nintendo can, Nintendo can afford to take their own time. Uh, they work on their own at their own speed. Uh, they don't care about other people's specs and systems. I mean, uh, people are still you know drooling for the idea of having a, a Switch Two or a Switch Pro, uh, and they're like, "No, nah, we, we're good." You know, you can you can sit and spin. <laughs> so <laughs> they'd still be doing 480p if it was up to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know they're right though, like. And I, I would rather the game just be good. You know, it's that's that's what you want. Like if it comes out and it's bad, then and and it's and it's supposed to be good. That's just horrible. I mean, you you can. I mean, Nintendo can point to CD Projekt Red all day and go, that's why that's why we don't do that. That's why we're Nintendo and they're CD Projekt Red because we don't give a shit about about what you think and we're going to just make the game good. It's like, okay, yeah, you, you got, you got me there. Uh, a couple other things. Um, uh, new tomb Raider, which did we know this was coming out? Um, no, I think this is the, this is the first that they've really talked like officially talked about it. Okay. Well, the, the thing about it, I guess is not so much that there's a new tomb Raider, which I guess we could have all assumed they were going to make one eventually, but this one is going to be made in Unreal Engine 5, um, which I think there was a Unreal Engine 5 uh, tech. It just went live. Uh, so Unreal, 5, Unreal Engine 5 just became available to the public uh, within the last week. Okay. So, so they're already making a, a game out of it. Um, I know that when they were showing off, showcasing Unreal, Unreal Engine 5, they were using... Uh, Tomb Raider. They were using some kind of a Tomb Raider thing, and I was like, "Huh, that's that's interesting." Because it, it looked gorgeous. It looked freaking amazing. Um, like the the fidelity, the detail. I was like, "Man, this on an OLED would be freaking amazing." Uh, so, but uh, so I guess it makes sense that I guess that's kind of why they were doing it because they already had an idea of how it was gonna it was gonna go because they're already trying to make a game with it. Well, like, yeah, they're using Unreal Engine in the Mandalorian for backgrounds and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's the our, the tech is really good. But, uh, but yeah, like, uh, but okay, like, I didn't know that they were doing that. So they've been using Unreal Engine five with in the background. Um, I think it was four, uh, but they they've talked about. You can look it up. And there's articles about how Unreal Engine was being used for the backgrounds uh, and a lot of you know actual like film and TV. I believe it, but like, but like five is is another level i mean it's like I've, the stuff i've seen their like, their, their lighting know. demo is really something too um yeah, that's the, what i think know. i saw yeah it's it's awesome um last piece of news here 
is uh, Tactics Ogre. Um, Square Enix trademarks Tactics Ogre uh, Reborn in Japan. Um, you played some Tactics Ogre back in the day, right? Yep. Uh, so Tactics Ogre uh, is one of the uh, earliest. Uh, to me, it's it was the first uh, tactics game, period. So when Final Fantasy t- t- uh, Tactics came out, it's like, oh, dude, it's a it's game like Tactics Ogre and like Vandal Hearts. Um, they even came out with Tactics, o- tactics Ogre 64. So that was on the Nintendo 64. It's called um, Ogre Battle 64. Yeah, uh, so it's all part of the same family, and that's that. That was it was great. Um, it was one of those you never saw anything like it at the time, and it was really in depth. If I remember correctly, in that game, it made you pick like you had certain things to pick uh, classes and whatnot based off of tarot cards. If I remember, it's been so long; I hadn't played it since you know mid mid to late nineties. Uh, <laughs> Me and my buddy played the hell out of Ogre Battle sixty four, which I had no idea like what was going on there. But like I, I just rented it one time, and I was like, "This game is awesome." It's a kind of a weird like auto battler, but like you do you do set up a lot of the tactics, but then it kind of like fights like for you. I, it's been so long since I played it, but um i really loved that game i played the hell out of that game i thought it was so cool i thought the art in it was really great too um so yeah uh i was also i forget where i was reading i guess i saw this on reddit somewhere about this uh ogre battle or ogre or tactics ogre reborn trademark and people in the comments like the first comment was like please dear god don't let this be a mobile game (laughs) And everybody in the book office was like, it's going to be a mobile game. It's going to be a mobile game. They're going to tear our hearts out. And I was like, yeah, that's. That sounds right. <laughs> that right? Sounds that, about, that's a safe bet. That sounds about right. Um, even if that's not what happens, uh, it's probably best for you to expect that so that you're presently surprised if it does not happen that way. Uh, but uh, I, uh, if this does end up being something worthwhile and not a mobile game, um, then I'll probably try to play it because uh, I've always heard good things about it. I remember playing Ogre Battle 64, um, and uh, I definitely want to try anything new that they think they can inject into the series. Yeah, uh, so one last bit of news then. Uh, also, with things being uh, released and coming out, uh, so April Fool's Day joke that turns out to be legit is um, uh, Devolver uh, Digital and uh, Lucas Games. Uh, they're actually... Uh, Releasing a new Monkey Island. Oh, uh, it's wow. Return to Monkey Island. Yeah. Devolver Digital, huh? Yeah. So uh, you know, it's, uh, they're them and Lucas. They struck an agreement, so they're both publishing it. It's actually going to be handled by um, uh, Terrible, uh, yeah, Terrible Toy Box. Uh, they're the guys who made um, what was it Thimbleweed Park? Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's an old school, very much in the same vein of um, you know. Uh, day of the tentacle like you know pixel art style um point and click adventure and which you know it, that i played only, i played like they had a free demo or something like that and i played that and it was it was enjoyable but i never actually got around to playing the real game so uh and thimbleweed park came out a while ago uh yeah maybe like six years ago or something like that since it's devolver digital i imagine it's gonna i don't really know anything about monkey island but since it's devolver digital i imagine it's gonna be gonna have some weirdness thrown in there well, they're they're uh, publishing it, so uh, <laughs> but sick. still, uh, I mean, it's still a good sign. Uh, they it's this is supposed to be 
I guess, replacing this is supposed to be taken after taking after the second game. So this can be like the third in the series, okay. even though they already made they made like five of them originally. So yeah. much like anime, they're retconning the re- the ending half. Uh, hey, man, you got to you got to squeeze every bit of uh, every bit of uh, penny out of that money cow. Uh, Monkey Island, it was That's good. Saying, they right? re-released, they re-released uh, Monkey Island uh, a handful of years ago, where they did the whole. You can, here's the new graphics, new sound, but you can hit hit the button and it'll change it back to the old uh, style, art style, old music. Yeah. Uh, they did the same thing with um, Day of the Tentacle and stuff like that. And honestly, th- those remakes are really good. I uh, highly like them a lot. Uh, so I I would give this one a shot, uh, though. The original Monkey Island coming back to that, like I said, going back to that one was a little more difficult. But uh, yeah, if you if you are a fan even remotely of any of those old Lucas uh, games, uh, I'm hopeful about this one. Hopeful, hopeful indeed. Um, cool, man. That's it for news, and thus ends our podcast. Uh, I believe, unless you have anything else to say. No, man. You can lead us out with your new catchphrase. <laughs> The pod has been cast. All right. Um, bye. All right. Just threw that on the spot. Later, guys. <laughs> I can't believe you like Red Sun.